Podcast like a motherfucker. Episode number 19. We just have to have a quick look. We weren't sure how many episodes we'd done. <laughs> um, so yeah, welcome back. We should have like a 20th anniversary. Anniversary, Like an anniversary for episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Anniversary. <laughs> oh, anniversary. So uh, today I'm here with Christopher. It's a bit of a, like a hangover Saturday. Not so much a hangover. More okay, speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, okay, fair <laughs> Really tired, yeah. I guess. Um, what's been going on? So, what we're going to talk about today is what Christopher and I have both been doing uh, in the hobby for the last couple of weeks. Building stuff. Yeah. Spending money. Spending money. Did you spend money on Black dab. Friday? <laughs> and then the left. <laughs> dab dab. I don't really get this dab thing. I think it's awesome. I didn't get it in the beginning, but now I'm really getting into it. You do it all the time. It's like. When you have five shots with poison and you make all sixes and you just look your opponent in the eye and you just dab. <laughs> I don't get it at all. <laughs> but the, the sixes come up when I roll my sheet dice for poison. Uh, but that seems to be about the only dice that do get rolled. Um, which, more of that later. <laughs> so, uh, what we're going to do is we'll jump straight in with the hobby section. Da-da-da-da! I can maybe put in like a little bit of music. Yeah, probably not. We could do like, you know when you play Age of Empires and you click a building and it yeah. goes like... Ding, 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 ding. Oh yeah, that, well, that's an Empire Age of Empires 2. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the doon yeah. on the first one. <laughs> like the drum sound. Oh, maybe I can play that game now. I have it on the computer. <laughs> yeah, I do as well. Yeah. <laughs> My friend has it in his basement on like a LAN thing with four or five screens. LAN thing? Oh, okay. LAN thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there like you go. Like a live yeah. network thing. Yeah. Ninth game. Age. There we so, go. Cassandra, what have you been doing in the hobby? I have been uh, blowing money off my retirement fund, <laughs> also known as my uh, gold chest in the drawer, which contains uh, mint. What is it? Still in yeah. film. Mint condition. Uh, Dogs of War models. Box. Yeah. These are almost ten pounds per model on eBay yeah. on average. We, we were. I was looking at the, when you were building it, and it was like. Hundred and fifty pounds for ten models. It's just, oh, Christopher, you sure you want to you want to break these out of the box? So I just I just broke twenty eight Rico's Republican Guard. That's two sets. That's three hundred pounds something, give yeah. or take. So and I've been putting those together. And what are they going to be? Well, they're going to be many things. Many things. Not least, Dread of Spearman and Empire Spearman. Oh yeah, because you're you're doing the Assassin's Creed theme yeah, army. Yeah. The more the more I'm uh, making it, the more I'm like leaning it towards a Empire army because you can you yeah. can basically have more stuff. Because this army, like when I did, when I thought of thought of it and what I wanted to do and what I wanted it to have, army sizes were, let's be honest, a little bit different. So you could yeah. have more stuff, and so it would it was fine to have it in a Dreadelf army because you could I could have all the things I wanted like the assassin and characters on Pegasus for angels and all that. But uh, but now I'm like, I need to, you know, my, my papal guards are probably just going to be halberdiers by the end of the day. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you know, well, you could use you could use him as Imperial Guard. Do you, do I, you w- not... I wish there was a Halberd upgrade for Imperial Guard. Would that be better? If it was the same price as the Great Weapons, then it would be a debate. I think it would be really cool if there was. Yeah, I think that that would be that would be fine if it was a rule. But no, <laughs> streamline everything. Um, so yeah, I've been working on my uh, my army there. I've also put together some of the Braganza's besieges. You guys with the big pervase yeah, crossbows, yeah, right? Exactly. And um, made some unit fillers. Made some unit fillers. I ordered. I made a big order from a company called KingGames.com. KingGames.dk. No. Com. Com. Because I didn't know it was a Danish company. Okay, it must be .com. Yeah, it's KingGames.com, and I can really recommend it. They have so much cool stuff. Uh, I think usually like the most of it they have is made for. Uh, skirmish games, like yeah. kind of dungeon and Dungeons and Dragons-esque things, yeah, but it's like little candles and a statue here and there, and some carts and villagers and all sorts of shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. some uh, really nice stuff. You made some orders there. I well. also made an order there. I think combined we spent about two thousand crown, two thousand krona, two hundred pounds on random bits. <laughs> random bits. I'm glad my girlfriend doesn't listen to this podcast. My accountant is listening. <laughs> And they, I mean, they they did they gave us really good service. Um, we both got like a few little extra freebies. We both got a little message. Yeah. And, uh, we both got it was fast, really fast shipping. We ordered it like I think we both ordered it on a Friday, and it arrived early ne- the next week. I ordered it on a Thursday uh, evening, and I had it Monday. Yeah, it was the same for me as yeah. well. So it was really fast. I mean, we we obviously in the same country, but. And it was quite a big box, so I was quite, I was quite uh, happy with my, uh, very happy with my service. I re- thoroughly recommend them. Yeah, absolutely. Ten out of ten would buy again. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll buy. Again. We'll probably buy again. Yeah, they have all sorts of stuff there. Um, I bought some stones for my silver elves, like a big standing stone. You like the ones that uh, Obelix carries yeah. on his back, but like Bowser stones. Uh, I don't know. I think in, they're called Bowser stones. In in the in the fluff of the old Games Workshop, there were like standing stones round Apple Lauren. Yeah. That kind of like contained the forest. Okay. Yeah. And like sometimes like the beastmen would try and like push them down, and yeah. the elves would put them back up. And they're like magic stones, and they look just like these. Yeah. And I bought two of them, and I've made one already into unit filler for my anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the same. I bought a lot of stuff for making unit fillers as well. Uh, I'm in a bit of a pinch now because I actually have too much. I have way too many unit fillers now. I don't even need. Yeah. But they're gonna like one of them is like a hay cart for the assassin to like, like jump in. And yeah, then he's come gonna, out. He's gonna like, like uh, the game. He's gonna have like his head poking out and then an arm with a dagger coming out and then like the sergeant of the Braganza's besiegers, the crossbowman, is he's gonna be yelling rah and then he's not hasn't realized that there's a, an assassin. assassin. Like, like it's gonna be cool. Slowly sneaking his knife around. Okay. Him. Um, what else have I been making? Fountain. I bought a bazaar, an entire yeah. like fantasy bazaar. It sounds weird, but I have no like, idea how you're going to incorporate that into a unit. I don't, it's not going to be in a unit. It's going to be maybe like an army display thing. You can make a train piece. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The market. Yeah. With a fountain and some shops, and then uh, I bought some courtesans as well for my one assassin to make a unit filler where he's like in the middle and they're like it, distracting in, in him. In the game, right? The, the assassins can like hide in the yeah. in the girls yeah, and exactly. then they're like, he can like walk around with them. Yeah, and, they right. have, and they'll like distract any guards and whatnot and uh, and that's, that's exactly the unit filler that I'm making. 
He's cool. gonna be like in the middle with his mask. Yeah. And they're like big boobs everywhere. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, but I'm uh, I'm not really like they're gonna be pretty big, all of them, like yeah. unit fillers, nine nine models, and twenty nine by nine. Oh, three by three, obviously. Yeah. So they're gonna be quite big. So it's gonna be a little hard to incorporate into units, like naturally. Yeah, my my standing stone for my silver knobs is uh, is on a three by three. Yeah. So it's actually quite big. So it's gonna have to go in like a big unit. Yeah. And that's something. the same problem that I have with both the fountain and the unit fillers that I've made now. Actually, the hay cart is only eight, I think four by four. Yeah. No, four four by two. Sorry. Okay, that's not too bad. No, it's not too bad, and it looks very natural. Yeah. Because it's gonna have like two arches on it, and then the mm -hmm. hay cart with the assassin. Yeah. And whatnot. So. Yeah. yeah, I also I also bought something called a dolmen. If you if you're gonna go on King Games and search for it, just search for dolmen. D O L M E N, and it's like a like a it looks like a Viking yeah burial Viking burial like a can. Three rocks with another rock on top. Yeah, I think it's four, but yeah, four. And uh, it has it actually has a like an old corn mark on. Yeah. And my army yeah. is a, like old uh, mono mono wrath army now. Um, and I've been. Putting that together today and sticking loads of scores all over it and stuff. Yeah. We'll put some pictures of it when it's finished. Um, what else did I buy? I bought some coffins and I bought some road signs. I have a plan to make a zombie pumpkin unit. Yeah, like a, a pumpkin, pumpkin field. Pumpkin field, yeah. With, uh, did you zombies. get any of the pumpkins? No, I haven't been over to that. They've shop got yet. like scarecrows and yeah, pumpkins I, and I, everything. I wanted the scarecrows, but yeah. I didn't have them on stock. So oh. I've asked for them, so I'll be waiting. I'll be getting them when they come in. I'm waiting so much for like the sanctuary bases when they get the square ones. They're gonna have some right now. They have them round lipped, mm. and they'll probably have them in in squares uh, by by the first quarter of next year. So um, I can have like really. They look like cathedral slabs with like big yeah. crosses on I them. I also bought like, a cathedral. Oh yeah, you bought a cathedral. Yeah, ruined I bought, cathedral. I bought a ruined cathedral. It was uh, two hundred kroner, and it's gonna go on my uh, zombie dragon. I'm crawling around. It's gonna be like crawling over the cathedral. Yeah. Um, I was a bit disappointed actually because it was only one-sided. Yeah, the pictures were really tricky. Um, yeah. They post they put the pictures so all the pieces were facing with the print inwards, so you yeah. could only see the front, so to speak. Yeah. And the backside is completely um, flat. Yeah, flat. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed with that, but I'll work around it. But in the end. It's a hundred kroners. Yeah. Like, what what can you get for for the equivalent of what now? Twelve pounds. Is that yeah, what it is? Like model wise. Yeah. That's yeah. nothing. Nothing is it. Um, I also bought some avatars of war models, uh, but they haven't arrived yet. To my place. I bought. Um, you got those? The ghouls. No, they're mantic. I bought some mantic ghouls. Okay. They're really nice. They look like the monsters from Underworld with the. Like the kind of vampire slash zombie slash werewolf yeah. hybrid things, they they or they're like uh, Moria goblins or some orcs or something, Lord of the Rings. But they look really really good for my my uh, empire slash um, vampire thing. Yeah, oh yeah, because they actually clothes have clothes, clothes on. on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna build a ghoul a ghoul unit. Um, I also bought. We spent our winnings from Giant Fanatic. Oh yeah, from that gold gift <laughs> yeah. certificate. Yeah. Thingy. Gift certificate, six hundred kroner. Yeah, I'm looking. I was gonna get a war outer, but they didn't have any. No, I didn't have one in in Faris yesterday either. So annoying. I hope yeah. it's not out of print. Maybe is. Maybe maybe is actually. 
Could be. Could, could be. Well, I'm sure good. you get it on eBay if you really want it. Yeah, but I, it's going to be expensive on eBay, man. It's yeah. out of print. It's going to be interesting to see what GW is going to do with the humans. Yeah, sure. So it doesn't look like, I mean, sick marines. Sure. But I mean, do you think they're going to abandon the, the humans? The humans? Mm. The Personia's gone. The, the Personia's are gone. They've gone the way of the Dodo. I think the Empire's gone as well. It's gone. I don't think. I think you'll be like the mother. The rules will still be there for like militia and stuff. I haven't really delved into too much of the Age of Sigma fluff, but I know there's like towns of, no, pe- of people. I thought of like bubbles floating around. Yeah, but there's like, but there's there is like towns and like city watches and like. Okay. But I don't think there's like nightly orders or things like. That. I don't really know to be honest. I haven't really gone into it. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I bought some for my uh, warriors army. I, I've been building a chariot for my general. Oh yeah. Uh, and it has a a crusher on the front, a crusher chariot. So then I can use the model as a chariot, as a mauler chariot, and as a character chariot. Oh yeah. So it's kind of a one size fits all unit. I've also bought I obviously bought a box of crusher knights. Um, for, so I now have five. Good to have. If I want five. <laughs> if ever. I don't know. But you can have them in units of two now. Yeah, I think yeah. So uh, two times two maybe good for some flanks. Not sure. Maybe maybe. I think there's better things in the book, but it's a themed army. So I also brought a rap priest on foot. Did you spray it for me? Yes, I did spray it. Yeah, cool. And he's uh, like twice the size of a pikeman. He's massive. <laughs> the guy's fucking huge. Yeah, it's really I mean, fuck. <laughs> so your average human is gonna be what, one eighty or one eighty five or something? Are you average? It, it, it's male? like sixteenth century, then a bit smaller. Okay, so, so one one fifty, one sixty. Oh, no, I don't know. One sixty five. One sixty five. At yeah. least. One seventy probably yeah. also. One seventy. Right? This guy's like over two meters tall. Yeah, he's like two thirty. Easy. Yeah. And then like <laughs> he is almost as wide as one of the guys is like piping is tall. And like I was I, I really had to resist the temptation of like making a small like diorama with nine pipe and going like ah! <laughs> I mean he's he's bigger than the warriors, just like the actual yeah. warrior models. Oh, like, yeah. He's huge, but he's he, he's gonna go on foot in a in a warrior unit. Uh, I also bought a, a Sartosa vampire. Oh yeah, just because it was there and it was a hundred krona. I was like, that's not that's out of print. Yeah, <laughs> that's metal. Put the gold. Yeah, I, I bought it. There was two. There was two there. I almost bought both of them actually just to sell one. Yeah, but yeah, I, I needed one. But it would be a it'd be nice because I haven't really got. I've got one foot vampire, but you know when you want two, right? <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I I think it's um I think it's a bit of a shame like with the new. System, you're not going to use as many characters anymore. Like all the support characters are basically gone. You're going to put them all together. Like you're probably going to have a vampire with all the spells. Yeah. As, Just uh, as much yeah. maximization as you possibly yeah. can. Get the most utility out of one model. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have to like pay double, because the extra wounds are so expensive now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else do we do? So I've been to England to a tournament, and. The the big most part of this episode is actually probably going to be me droning on about how I beat Tommy Tucker, and, um, <laughs> and we had you had like a both me and Jonas we were like we were preparing with you and how should you play this and like because you really didn't want to lose. I really game. not did not want to lose against Tommy Tucker. I really did not want to lose against Tommy Tucker. The 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 one the one aim of the tournament. I could have come in last place, but so long as I beat Tommy Tucker, it was all fine. 
<laughs> For the record, Tommy Tucker was the guy who sent us the email, which was filled with profanity and yeah. smack talk. Tommy Tucker, really nice guy. Yeah. Completely know what I expected. Okay. He's like, I expected, if I'm being honest, he's probably listened to this. If I'm being honest, I thought he would be like some, like, bit younger than he was. I thought probably younger than me. I'm 27 next month. And uh, I, I kind of thought he'd be like a bit, like, not a kid, but I thought he was, like, the, the email that we got was quite low-key. No, I, I mean, I imagine he would be around our age. Nobody, nobody under 20 plays ninth age anyway. No, no. So, I, thought he, I, I thought he'd be just a bit younger than he was. And I thought he'd be, like, a bit more kind of... Small and round? Yeah, small, small and skinny. Okay. But he was, like, a bit older than me, probably in his 30s. Yeah. A really cool guy. He's like a farmer from, uh, from where was he from? He was from near, I think he, I can't remember what county. Who cares? It's somewhere, somewhere near Bath. It was like an hour drive from him. Or was it some, I can't remember. But he's like a farmer with like a dog. <laughs> he's like a really nice guy, just real chill. <laughs> and then he became an internet keyboard warrior. Yeah. Sent us an email. It just wasn't what I expected. Did you put him in his place, by the way? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. <laughs> No, it was really, it was a really <laughs> fun game. Um, his list was really good. Oh yeah, double spider, double spider, uh, like fifty orcs. How did he? How did he play the? Yeah, he had the fifty orc arrow boys, right? Yeah, he didn't with play spears. It. With, with spears. Yeah. Um, Super weird, you know. Yeah, he. We kind of talked about it after, and he was like, "Yeah, I probably shouldn't have him with bows." <laughs> like, Is it expensive? I think it's like two points per model. You can get a shield for the same price. Can I have all of it? Yeah, probably, but I would do that. Like uh, ghetto uh, sea guards. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like sea guards with big arms. <laughs> like a like a high of helmet on one ear. <laughs> big base. Yeah, I could do that. that. Could be a fun army. So yeah, he had this big unit of orcs. Um, a general on a chariot that I couldn't kill with anything. Like if there's no no way I could actually touch him because mm-hmm. my ball throwers needed to deal with the spiders and he was fireborn so I couldn't shoot him with the with the alchemy attribute spell. Right. Trait spell, whatever yeah. it's called. Um basically what happened is he deployed both his spiders in a train in the conga line and they marched across the board and ate my right flank. Um I managed to take one down from like a mixture of everything. I got a photo from you saying won the deployment team. Next photo I get from you, I'm fucked. Like yeah. Two spiders. Two spiders, spiders in my ass. <laughs> my dragon was hiding behind a rock all game, and then came in on turn six to <clears throat> to, to win me the game. As uh, dragons do. I think the the highlight of the game was I was, I engineered like two dragon princes to charge the flank of a spider that was like mulching my spearmen. Two units or two two models. Two models. Two models, two models of dragon, like a champion and a standard bearer. And the Santa Barrels had the war banner, which is very important. And so the spider had one wound left. And I, and like, there was probably nine spearmen left or something like that. So Bring it down, bring it yeah, down. Yeah, so we needed to do one wound <laughs> to the spider. The Dragon Princess charged in. And it was uh, two plus to hit. And I hit four out of five attacks. Okay. It was a four plus to wound and kill the spider. I rolled a two, a two, a three, a three. <laughs> and have nightmares. And I was like, oh no, oh no, Tommy Tucker's gonna beat me. He's gonna actually gonna beat me. And then uh, the spearmen didn't do anything. The horses didn't do anything. 
he proceeded to mulch my spearmen, I think, with everything. And the two dragon princes were left. But two they, dragon princes. But they had dream. the charge, a banner, and a war banner, because he didn't do any attacks on them. So I was I passed my leadership test. Then the next turn, at strength four, with one attack each, they killed the spider. I was like, oh, what just happened? It's like, you know, the last grasp of his sword, he's like smacking yeah. it in the eye, and it's like, and then it has it off and dies. Yeah, and uh, what, once, the, once the spiders were dead, um, I, I was able to kind of take the scenario with the leftovers, and my Grey Watchers kind of went behind and shot off his war machines eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kind of the final combat was the unit of orcs, the big unit of orcs, charging into my Swordmasters. And my Swordmasters were in a long line, because he was 10 wide, and I was like 15 wide or something, <laughs> just so I get all the attacks. And basically, the Swordmasters were in the wood, but they, were, they had the Strider banner. Mm. And he was also in the wood. So I managed to stay there one turn, and then the last turn, the dragon charged in the rear, and then everything died. Everything died. So he had left, I think, a couple of units of Nash Dashes. He did a really nice move with the Nash Dashes, because they fly. Mm-hmm. He like flew over my archers and killed the bolt thrower. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> I was like, didn't see that. Good job. <laughs> the, that's a weird rule. Yeah. It's quite good, because they like, bounce, don't they? Like, yeah, boing, boing, fly. Fly six? Yeah. If they were fly four, sure. They're cavalry. Sorry? They're cavalry. They're like mounted, right? Yeah, but I mean, fly six is a little bit fast. I mean, it should be like. A dragon is fly seven. It should be like fly three plus d3. Some, there should be a random element to it, at least. Yeah. Because yeah. the rest of it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, a squig being a squig and whatnot, fair enough, but almost as fast as a dragon? Really? Yeah, but dragons are just. The rules for dragons are just shit. Yeah. Dragons are basically a flightless, flightless bird. Yeah. Like a pheasant. <laughs> you mean a pheasant? Yeah, a pheasant, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like they kind of jump in the yeah, air and, and then, then they like flap a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> they hover like glide, glide is the word. I should probably say what's on my list, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so in my list I had a dragon uh, with an usual kit. He had an ogre sword because a great weapon, I can't roll my sheep dice very well, <laughs> basically. So I need to hit on a two plus, otherwise he doesn't. He's drunk all the time. So you pay how many points is that? Four, uh, eight, mm, 60, 60 points. New money. Points. Sixty points. Yeah. You paid just to hit on two plus. But I guess think about it like this: What would you rather have? I could no. have flesh render for fifty. No, so the idea is you you pay basically sixty points for having plus one to hit. Yeah. It's worth it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent worth it because. The amount of times where you need that one or two extra wounds yeah. and you roll like yeah, shit. Yeah. Like my sheep dice roll like shit unless I'm rolling poison shots. They roll like shit and nothing, like he's drunk all the time. Like <laughs> the ex- perfect examples with the dragon princes. They hit really well but the lances just went yeah. boing and just bounced off the spider. Welcome to the world of cavalry. Where <laughs> Which nothing, I think we'll get to Where later. nothing is certain and everything is random. <laughs> I also had the Master of Cranrig Tower. I had three spells in alchemy, one spell in cosmology. (laughs) (laughs) The Jedi. He was in his BSB. He's quite good. Four per time save. Four per sword save. Five per time save. He was the the star player in every single game apart from the last game. Where where he fucked me in the ass. Yeah, what happens? Um, Which we'll get to. 
Uh, yeah. What else happened in that game? Oh no, what? I'm really drunk, really tired. Whatever. List. Also had two times twenty-five spearmen, ten archers, and that I think that was my core. I had twenty-one swordmasters with strider banner. Strider banner. If you have an elite infantry unit. You need a Strider Banner. It's good. It's it? really good. It's probably the best banner you can give an infantry. Swiss Stride elves are super yeah. strong. Swiss Stride and the terrain yeah. Strider is uniquely so good on the, on the high elf infantry, though. So the wood elves have it in the, anyway. Yeah. And the the, the drills are, you know, the, the tower guard are stubborn. Yeah. And uh, so it's good for Phoenix guards and Swordmasters. It's best and Swordmasters. It's best than Swordmasters. Yeah. Execution as well, because. Yeah. Second game, played against Wood Elves. He put wood, or the, the walls of wood in the middle of the field. Yeah. I just deployed my sword message in the wood. He's yeah. like, why are you doing that? He's like, well, I get cover. Yeah. And I'm Shrider. I, I don't give a I don't give a fuck about, about your poison. dangerous terrain. Because yeah. obviously all the woods are dangerous, right, when you play Wood Elves. Yeah, yeah. So if, Not if you've got Shrider. If I march, then I would have taken hits. But I was Shrider, so yeah. it didn't matter. Yeah. Really good. Um, what else did I have? I had five Ramanites with the War Banner and a Champion. Yeah, those are super good. The champion is there because one attack, extra attack on the charge is nice. I can also challenge things. For the dragon. And yeah, for the and dragon. Like cool so I can charge him with the dragon and the champion and get the get the challenge if I need to. I will make the sacrifice. <laughs> exactly. So when the Chaos Lord goes, and the champion is like, I'll take this one. I got you, bro. I got, I got you, bro. I got you, bro. <laughs> um, I had two ball throwers and two times five Grey Watchers. That list was super hard. I played the. We played a couple. Yeah, games we played two games. It was really wasn't fun to play against for me. But when you have an all cavalry army, when you and you're playing against fifty spears, it's kind of and both rows and both rows. Yeah, <laughs> that was quite a funny game. Yeah. That was very we like turn two. <laughs> yeah, it was when my entire army just panicked off the board. That was when I decided to use this list in England. Yeah, actually, yeah. both rows are so good now. They were good before, but they're even yeah. Better I now. think you rate an elf army on how many both rows it has. Yeah. yeah. If it has less than two, it's shit. Yeah. If it has more than two, it's good. Yeah. If it's two, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, any elf army take as many bolt throws as you can. Generally, take as many bolt throws as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that we learned is that bolt throws are really good at killing other war machines. Oh, yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Saying that, I played against uh, Jack Austin on sun like Sunday after the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I shot all my bo- I shot my ball throws at his uh, mortar in turn one. Didn't do any wounds. Yeah, well that's because you can't roll that. <laughs> that's because my sheep dies killed me again. <laughs> but on average, you should almost kill it, right? Yeah, on average you kill it. Yeah. Because you hit on four plus. Yeah. With uh, twelve shots, so that's six hits, and then four uh four plus to wound. Yeah. Three that's wounds. Three wounds. No, no, that's not enough. That's not enough. But then you have the great watchers. Yeah. Then you have the great watchers. Meh. Oh, Not even yeah. Once. Um, too too <laughs> early in the morning for this shit. Bear in mind it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> um, yeah. So game two, I played against a guy called Alex. He was playing Silver Nose. He had like, I would call it a gun line with two tree men. Yeah. That's essentially what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the blade dancers are still good. They killed a whole unit of spearmen. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. <laughs> My plan was to shoot them off and yeah. then kill them with the spearmen. Yeah. But what actually happened is I shot them off and he healed them with the number ah, number six yeah. spell of druidism, yeah. and then I didn't have enough shots and then I started killing the archers because they killed my swordmasters. Pretty brutal when you raise a uh, many points? Yeah. Like six, 16 point models. Yeah. It's D six plus three. 
Uh, and then D3 the three plus 3. No. D3 plus 3. He rolled a 6, so he got 6 back. Okay. I thought... That's on the infantry. No. It's yeah. more than infantry. Absolutely it's more than infantry. It's ridiculous. Okay. It was good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, my dragon failed his one job. Like, he had... It was like that moment. You had one job. Which was? The, to kill the wild riders. Okay. Because the wild riders, he had them on the right flank. Yeah. And they, like, ran down my side. And my dragon was hiding behind the hill. Yeah. And facing away from them. Okay. But his job was to land next to them and breathe fire on them yeah. and kill them. Yeah. I rolled nine hits, eight wounds, and he rolled. He had five guys, and he, I only killed four because he rolled so many sixes to save them. Nice. It's like dragon. You had one job. You had one job. <laughs> yeah, but as long as you start killing, if you get if there's five of them and you kill three or four, I killed four. Then 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 they are at that point where they used to just go and hide in the yeah, corner. Well, that's what they did. Yeah. But then it's just points I didn't get. Yeah, but at least they didn't fuck over your army like you do against everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone, every, like I've, the amount of games I've played where the blade, where units of wild riders just rolled me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're so good. They're so good. And uh, he agreed with me that pad weapons were best. Yeah. So I think I think that's unanimous now. Yeah, right? that's absolutely unanimous. Um, what else happens? The the Jedi. He was literally this game. He was fucking Jedi. He was in his like in his with his boys with his Jedi boys, <laughs> his twenty one Swordmaster Bros, and they stood in the forest like you can't touch me, and nah, pretty much no. like let's just run at the gun line and <laughs> see how far we get, and he shot it's like the last scene in the it, like the it was literally charge, the last literally, samurai <laughs> literally like that in the last samurai <laughs> literally no fucking joke I just I ran forward and he shot everything he had and he killed like 10, 15 first turn. <laughs> And then the second turn, I charged. I think I had like eight guys, and the lawmaster left, and they charged into eight dryads. I killed three. Nice. So this is what I mean. Like when you hit, when you're hitting on a three plus with sheep dice, just not good enough. The treachery. The treacherous sheep dice can't roll yeah. three plus. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed. I've noticed. I had the charge with my eight grail knights with sixteen attacks, hitting on a three plus, and I hit with. <laughs> yeah, that's just so you that, need to hit plus. I think that dice roll you wouldn't believe. Yeah, so the swordmasters went into dryads and they ran away. Yeah, and I didn't catch them. And then the arrows. And then the arrows came down, and the and the the lawmaster, the Jedi, he was dodging bullets like a <laughs> champ and was left with one wound left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and he rallied the dryad, or the, yeah. two, the three dryads that were left. Oh yeah. So I charged him in just to keep him safe, yeah. just so he's in combat, yeah. just so he can't shoot him. And then he like slowly chopped through these these trees after about three turns, and then ran off the back of the board. Then uh, came back on and zapped a tree man to death with the alchemy spell. Jedi is fucking amazing. Yeah, he's re- he's really good. I recommend him. The other unit spearmen did quite well. They kind of avoided the trees and then <laughs> took the objective. I think it was breakthrough. Yeah. Okay. Um, my archers killed off the blade dancers eventually, and they had like a blade dancer BSB. Which what, is... what what the Rhymonites do? They usually like tear through. What do the Rhymonites do? Wood the Rhymonites did really good. Yeah, actually, they always do. Cavalry always do I really well against Woodhouse. I the right side, and he countered with the wild riders. Yeah. So what I did, I spent the whole game running away from wild riders. Okay. And they eventually charged into the pathfinders with all the characters in. Oh shit! But they were hiding behind a wall, so I was minus one to hit. Yeah. 
I still went in and killed them all. I was going to say, like, fine. <laughs> yeah, don't sure. care. Have it. Minus yeah. one to hit. Don't care. Look at me. Yeah. Do I look like a fuck? No. Yeah. You missed that. So, yeah, kill, kill them, kill the wizards, kill the general with them. So, they did they Rhyme, did Rhyme always... Fast cavalry with two upside is, or even better, is, um, is it just it has to be fast yeah. to catch the wood elves, but if it's fast enough, then the wood elves can have a really hard time dealing with it. Yeah. Especially, it, it doesn't have to be a big unit, it can be like five guys, because once you get into combat with those archers, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. I think the Rhymonites are really nice in a small unit of five, because they have yeah. a lot of attacks on the charge. Yeah. So I, th- I think I really rate them, I think they're good. I yeah. mean, I, I was running them with War Banner. But I was also debating giving them the Rhymer banner, so they get strength seven. Yeah, well, like we talked about it's so rare. Situational. It would have helped me in the last game. Yeah, which yeah. we'll get to. And yeah. probably also against the bloody spiders, right? Yeah, against the spiders as well, because that would have been wounding on freeze. Yeah. So I think that's a that's quite a good banner to give them as well. I'm probably going to try it that uh, next well, it's time. It's more expensive, right? Like twenty points. Twenty points. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Like, I, th- I think it's actually only. I'm I think like, it's the same price. I don't know. I like the idea of the Rhymer standard on the Swift Riding uh, Swordmasters. Do you have to have BSP then? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that could work. So you Give just me come in there and then like 40 attacks, strength 6. six yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Because they charge so fast, right? Yeah, they've got 5 in Swift Strikes. Very comparable to cavalry. Yeah. One upside cavalry. Well, not exactly. Yeah. But you can also buff the movement. Yeah, and then so you just take the you just when there's 15 inches of dirt between you, you just take the charge because then it's a 10 with yeah. first right. You don't have to be super lucky to get that. Yeah, that will happen, and if you can win the game on it, then yeah, exactly. So the first game against Tommy Tucker, I won 16-4, I think. Second game, I won 18-2. So I was I was on table three on the final round. Yeah, and I was pretty drunk at this point. <laughs> And um, I was playing against uh, a guy called Mal. He said he'd never played Night Phage before, but it turned out after the game he told me that he'd been to four ETCs. <laughs> so he so was like, a, like a, I don't get it. Was he like trying to cheat you or trying no, to no, you? No, no, no. I don't know. He was just a. Uh, I've never played Night Phage before. Okay, but he's played eighth edition ETC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair I don't know. I don't know what. He, maybe he was just trying to. Yeah, yeah. Not, I, I've tried. I've tried that against uh, yeah. one of the the Danish ETC players as well, where he like first, yeah, well, I'm a bit new to like the whole uh, army thing, and it's like, yeah, sure. So you're new to your army that you're playing now, but you played ETC yeah. before, you know. Yeah, why I, I, other I army? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't kind like, get the impression. When you when you when, when you go to a tournament and people say they're not very good, you should always assume that they're Hollywooding, <laughs> because you should never underestimate anyone in Warhammer. Like, yeah. you just always assume that they're better than you. Because yeah. otherwise you just make mistakes and you lose. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I think I don't think he was trying to like no, no, or anything, no, no, no. but but yeah, it was quite funny <laughs> afterwards when we talked about it. Uh, he was a really nice guy playing uh, Saurian Ancients. He was also really really drunk. He, we were probably about on the same level, and we were drinking. I think we had three or four Guinnesses during the game. Jeez. And so it was by the end. Uh, he was really drunk, and I was pretty really drunk as well. And uh, yeah, it was a fun game. Basically, uh, he had two big units of Saurus, two big units of Poison Skinks, combat, close combat Skinks. Is, what's this, 1.2? Yeah, 1.2. Okay, fair enough, yeah. He had two Cowboys, 
Yeah, a skink priest. Why? Why are they called cowboys again? Because the cold ones are cows. That's right. Okay, there we go. I guess. That's what Patrick says. He had like four units of skirmish poison dudes. Two rampadiddly dododons. No. Triple diddly dodos. The Oh, you mean rampadiddly dodos? He didn't have any of those actually. No diddly dodos. No diddly dodos. He had one of the stegodons, the stigly diddly dodos, the triceratops chaps, and then he had he had a venusaur. The one that shoots fireball. Yeah. Isn't it like burning light? Yeah, whatever it's called. I think it's actually fireball now. Now it's fireball. Yeah. I think it's like fireball. a skink with a yeah. with a grenade launcher. Yeah. And he had what are they called? The razor dons. What are they called? Uh, the spearbacks? Spearbacks or something. Two of those as well. So obviously I had to and my priority was to kill those because they're gonna rip through all my infantry. The spearbacks. Yeah. Well, they don't have that many shots anymore. Well, are they good? Or maybe they are. I don't know. But I basically like deployed all on one side, and there was like a watchtower or a house in the middle. I think we call it impassable. Yeah, because houses are retarded now. Yeah, it's a bit silly. And I kind of had the spearmen on the right, spearmen on the left, and then swordmasters on the left left. And my uh, wizard was opposite the stegodon. Because I wanted to use the magic missile on it to yeah, kind of melt it. it. To melt it because it's the three plus. Yeah. And then the Rhymanites were on the right. So I should probably say a little bit about my magic. Um, the way that the way that I built the wizards. Like you were telling me to take four spells in alchemy. Yep. But I wanted to take one spell in cosmology because I think having plus one weapon skill, it can be can huge. be really huge in the mirror matchup. Yeah. And having plus one ballistic skill as well. And once you have the counter up. It doesn't disappear. Yeah, yeah. Because you you can always cast one of the spells. So you, with cosmology, yep. you get the two spells, right? Yeah, yeah. You can always you can always pick and choose for the situation. Mm-hmm. So you you're never ever gonna lose the counter by casting the opposite um, path. Ah, that's it's not entirely true because it's only it's not very oh, it's twenty points range on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that not, helps a lot. It's not very often that you're actually gonna lose the counter. So yeah. my strategy was pretty much okay. The first spell of the game is always ballistic skill on the bolt thrower. Yeah. To get plus one ballistic skill, I roll three dice. Yeah. Pretty much every game because it's quite high chance with plus one to cast. You've yeah, yeah. got to get a seven. Yeah. So that's pretty much the first spell of every game, which was also the first spell of this game. Only I roll three sixes. So. So then that proceeded to kill off half of the spearmen that he was stood in, and obviously he let it go. The, se- <laughs> the second spell of the game, I. Uh, I think I tried to cast the alchemy spell on the Stegodon with four dice because he had all the dice left and I rolled two sixes Allah Akbar and killed the rest of the spearmen <laughs> so he's just stood there I think it was literally him and a champion left and he's just like champion's like fuck this shit what the hell are you doing bro he's like oh, I don't know <laughs> insert ISIS theme music here mashallah you know so, so that happened, and I don't think I even wounded the Stegodon. I think I did one hit. Oh, maybe it was even on the ra- I think it was on the the spear the spearbacks. They got four per se. Worth it. Yeah, I think the Stegodon's out of range. So that was pretty much my first turn. <sighs> the Stegodon is opposite the the Rhymanites, and um, the two blocks are pretty much opposite my now depleted spearmen, and the swordmasters and the spearmen. Um. My dragon's on the left to kind of protect the flank from all the skirmish shit coming on this side. So he moves everything up as fast as he can. 
doesn't really do much magic. He's only got a shamanism spell. Um, the shooting, I think he killed a few swordmasters with this with the uh, javelins and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's my turn. The lawmaster jumps ship into the other universe spearmen to get away, and then I'm I'm thinking, okay, I can use my my champion to chaff shit up. So I move my dragon near the champion, so I can double charge them in. If the swords get too close, and the dragon can go to town on the unit. Bumbleio. Pretty much. Bumbleio. I charge my. I took the gamble and charged the dragon princes into this into the stegodon. I, I need to do six wounds. Yolo. So I was like, okay, hit on two plus. I get ten attacks because I was four wide and one at the back. Okay. So maybe nine hits. Maybe. Wow. Oh, eight. Eight hits and then a four plus to wound. Yeah. So I needed to roll above average to kill it. Um, I don't think I did anything in the magic phase. I don't think he did anything in the shooting phase. I think I managed to kill off the the spearbacks, the spearbacks with the bolt throwers. Yeah. But I was I shot the, both bolt throwers at the stegodon on the first turn to try and take it down one or two wounds. Yeah, so the dragon princess could finish it. Exactly. Off. Yeah. But I didn't do anything, even with the plus one ballistic skill. Yeah. Shot at the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were drunk all game. Yeah. Um, but the dragon princess did five wounds on the stegodon, so we still had one left. Oh, they did five wounds on it. Yeah, so they did, they did well. They did. So like usually when you do, you always I, when I have a unit that does like five wounds, like cavalry unit does five wounds, and I just miss that one wound. Yeah. And then I look at the horses. Yeah, and, and the, the horses, horses look at me. Horses did shit. And the horses, they will bite one wound. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like it'll topple over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that didn't happen. But it failed its leadership six stubborn test. I ran it down. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really good. And um, I think that I think at this point that he'd moved up the Saurus quite far as well. And the Skinks were, both units of Skinks were in front of the Saurus units, like protecting them for some reason. Um, in his turn, again, not really much happened. He moved up again. Um, I think he fled from, I think my dragon actually had charged one of the, the right hand unit of Skinks. And they fled, so they were kind of in the path of the dragon princes. So they were like turned to face them, and then all the other saurus moved up okay. into charge range. Yeah. And the cowboys both charge into the spearman unit with my wizard in. So I was thinking, early shield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, th- I was hoping that my spears could like remove the armor save from lethal strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think that was a mistake from his part. Yeah, that I would say so as well. But he didn't. He, I don't think he knew the rule that they were lethal strike against cavalry because mm-hmm. after after I explained it to him, he was like, "Shit." It's like, yeah, but I still think you're gonna be okay because they both had a four plus water save. Yeah, that helps absolutely. Yeah. So in my turn. Um, Oh, rather, I challenge. Obviously, I challenge with. Yeah. I challenge with the bravest spearman champion in the world. Yeah, exactly. Come the fuck on, bro. What the fuck you want? Yeah. And then he got, yeah, he got the he, he got vaporized. I think the cold one killed him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and um, he he forgot to move in when he charged in and when he put them in. He wasn't touching the wizard. Okay. Which was good for me, obviously. Because it's, he wasn't fighting, <laughs> he's just like, "You take him, boys. You take him. I don't want any part of this." You got this, guys. So I mean, they were the spin were getting ground down, but I was doing maybe one wound a turn or something like that. But they got three wounds at each. So yeah, okay. So he was all right. Yeah, he was all right for a while. Um, in my turn, I'm trying to get like reroll to wound off on them and yeah. shit like that. Cause yeah. I got the flaming banner in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I needed yeah. to get one spell off right. from alchemy to give them flammable. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And I, I played it quite well, but I just didn't get the dice. Right, the sheet dice failed me really badly with the sixes. The betrayal. Um, I charged in the dragon and the final spearman into the unit of Saurus and went to town on them. Uh, over, over a few turns, I killed them off. Yeah. The Rhymanites charged into the skinks and were grinding them down. My swordmasters charged into the other skinks. Hashtag overkill. Yeah. Um, but they a lot died from the standard shoot, and the poison is crazy. Like yeah, the the, the, the terrar- ter- I called it the terrarium man. Yeah, it's just like lizards. Yeah, it's broken out and then they're like <laughs> on the rampage, and yeah. everything's poisonous. Touch that frog and you die. <laughs> yeah. So over a couple of turns, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over a couple of turns, and the sword master's like, "Oh, you're so cute, little froggy," and he's like, <laughs> "Don't lick anything." <laughs> Yeah, the Saurus has killed the Skinks over a couple of turns, and uh, overran into the Saurus. And the Saurus, even though I think it's quite a good target for the Swordmasters, because I ignore parry, yeah. and I'm trying five. Yeah. So it's three plus three plus. The yeah. Swordmasters kill the the, the Swordmasters get killed by Saurus. Ah, really? Yeah. You re- really? How many? How many did he have? He had twenty two, twenty five. And you had at probably this point about ten left. Well, therein lies the explanation. Yeah, but I had no choice. I mean. I, you should, they were, were going to die either way. You it, should, if we didn't charge, they're going to get shot. You should kill around six a turn. That's what I get to get it to. Ten guys, that's 15 attacks, I'd assume. Yeah. Right? I think it was seven more, so maybe even more. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, but still around 15 attacks. Yeah. That's ten hits, and then that's six, seven wounds. Seven wounds, probably. Yeah, yeah. But then they're, and, they're attacking back with 15, 20 attacks. 15. Maybe more. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen attacks. And that's Hit. seven and a half. It's four plus three plus. Yeah. So that's. I guess, I guess it hurts a little. Bit. They're just they're just grinding me down. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And the bolt throwers, I think at this point we're getting killed by the, all the chameleons. And yeah, shit. like all the ninjas yeah. coming out of the fucking woodwork. Yeah. The so, amount of shit and rabble running around when you're playing a list of Benami is yeah. ridiculous. So pretty much what I had left was the dragon princes that eventually killed the skinks, the dragon. That eventually killed the Saurus Warriors and the the Spearman block, which was probably about 15 guys with the Lawmaster left. <laughs> Did you win it, right? Sorry? Did you win it? Let's get, I'll you'll, you'll get into it. Okay. I'll explain what happened. So, I had a really good magic phase, I had a really good plan. The Lawmaster challenged the next turn to take one of them away. Yeah. And I made sure that the other one. The one that I thought that he would not choose mm-hmm. had the flammable. Okay. So I could I, w- I could kill him with the spears yeah. and get a reroll to wound. Sure. And a four plus war save against a four plus war save. I'm strength six. He's strength seven. Like I've got we've got the same number of attacks pretty much. Yeah. Like I thought hopefully I can kill one. Yeah. And I'll take take the lawmaster away and then then just that was kind of my best. I just wanted points, right? Yeah. yeah. Like fifty fifty on the yeah on the. On the combat, right? Best chance in years. So this is my turn five. Um, I managed to do two wounds on the old blood, or the the with the, the general, yeah, and he did one on me. So I was like, I was thinking, okay, okay, I got this, I got this, I can. I feel it. Well, I think actually I did one wound, but I did another wound the next round. All right. I did okay. no wounds on the guy that was flammable. Nice. Or maybe one wound, but he was ward saving everything like a fucking boss. And the dragon, Fuck you want, you the dragon princess was nothing running into the into the corner to get the scenario because it was breakthrough again. Yeah. And actually, the second game was banners. This this game was breakthrough. Okay. 
And what happened then was it was his turn. He didn't really do anything. He kind of cleared up my chaff. Um, I think he he tried to like trap the dragon, but I wasn't having none of it. And my turn again. So I think at this point there's about four four spearmen left and the Lord Master. I try to do the same shenanigans again and get the reroll to wound off. I explode and I kill the whole unit, nice. including the Lord Master. Nice. So that was a lot of points. Down and, the tree. Yeah. And so they were just there. I, the from, from now on, you should always, when you miss, kind of just yell like, Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! Yeah, so... Because everything just dies. And I think that was about the, the fourth, the fourth miscast of the game. Jesus. I was just... The sheep dice were killing me in this game. And then the dragon escaped, and the dragon princes just, like, claimed the objective. In his turn six, he said to me, Okay, what can I do to, uh, to get points from you? And I was like, well, you can try and kill the dragon but you have no magic that can kill it. And um, you're probably not going to do enough wounds in the poison. He was like, okay, oh, well, I'll try. And he couldn't really get enough guys there, so he was like, fine, fuck it. I was like, well, what you could do is you can move the Chameleon Kings over to the dragon, the Rhymonites. If you, if you kill one, then I'll take a panic test, and maybe I'll flee off the table. And what did he do? Exactly that. Exactly that. So he, kill, so he, shot, he shot one of the Rhymonites. I think he did two wounds from poison. <laughs> I rolled two ones for the arm save, and then a six for the ward save, and so he lost a wound. That's the guy dead. I failed my panic test, I ran off the table, so I did not get the objective. Yeah, slow clap. So that, that turned the game from a uh, 10-10 to a uh, 13-7 to him, Yeah. and he came third place. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah, really nice guy though. Um, I mean, considering you're both hammers at fucked. Yeah, we were pretty drunk at this yeah. point, and my dice were killing me. His, he was right, he had these like smiley dice, and they were rolling really well. It's so annoying when someone has a symbol rather than, instead of a six, right on the like dice, a like a sheep. Yeah, like a sheep, and then they they just continue to roll lots of sixes. Yeah, it really gets to you, and <laughs> or maybe it's just me. It really gets to me. When it's like, because you 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 immediately there's something fishy with those dice. I, I think, know it. I know it. Okay. That's, that's always the feeling. I D- dice have six sides. I think for me, it's not an issue. Like any, any anyhow, um, <laughs> it was a really good tournament. Jack did a really good job of organising it. It's a really cool war war gaming club. It's not like a conservative club, and they have a conservative club. Like a, I don't think you don't really have it in Denmark. It's kind of like a, like a men's club. Yeah, like a, yeah, like lunch a, club or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It has a bar. Um, and there was like a grisly old barmaid who's probably been working there all her life. Uh, 40 years I've been serving beer here. Pretty much exactly what she sounded like. Yeah. It's like West Country accent. It's in Bath. Yeah. And uh, yeah, really, really cool place, really cool tournament. Um, everyone who I played was really nice. Tommy Tucker was great. Uh, Mal was won. great. <laughs> Alex was great. Yeah, well, the guy that I lost against, he was a really nice guy as well. Did you get any of the numbers? What do you mean? It sounds like you're in love. <laughs> All right. Actually, I got Tommy Tucker on Facebook. Close enough. Yeah. Really nice guy. I'm missing you. I, I, will, I said he could come stay here sometime if he wants to. Yeah. Well, he can't. So <laughs> well, maybe. Oh, uh, we we love a we love another uh, letter from you. Yeah. Um. Oh, Christopher Christopher wants a love letter from you, expressing your feelings and how. To so Henry. About Henry. Sorry. <laughs> it's like reading Jane Austen between you guys. <laughs> Dearest Henry. <laughs> 
So after the tournament, Jack and I went out drinking with a few of the guys, and it ended up being me and Jack in this bar <laughs> with the uh, old boys rugby team, <laughs> and they were just we were pretty much watching them dancing, getting really shit faced. What and, kind of a bar was this? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Apparently it was like a student bar, but it was a weekend, so it wasn't a student bar. Right. It was cheap though for for me and profit. And Jack was really sick. <laughs> he was like sick all over his floor when we got home. It was quite <laughs> quite a good effort. <laughs> and we were yeah, we were talking about lists and stuff. Yeah, it was it was a really fun weekend. Um, I think we'll take a quick break here and we'll come back after and we'll talk about. Uh, what we think about 1.2, whether we think it's good or whether we think it's bad. Hello, what fuck? Second installment of Our Time Podcast, episode number 19. We're here to talk a little bit about 1.2. Yes. So Positives and negatives. I think what, what, we, what we discussed was we're going to say three, three positive things. And three we have to say three positive things <laughs> in order to be able to say three negative things. Exactly. You earn the right to, to speak out by speaking out positively. Because we don't want to be that negative rant. Yeah, we don't want to rant. Um, I think... In general, we I like 1.2. I don't. Um, but we don't. We do want to have some kind of balance. So let's say let's hear your, let's hear your three positive things. Um, and we can't take mine. Well, the first one that I think is actually positive is that the new paths are magic. I like those. Mm. Um, Even invocation. I think I think minor tweaks could be added to vocation. I think if you were allowed to m- go back to the way it was with multiple casting attempts on the trade spell, I think it would be absolutely fine. Yeah. Because then the whole raise issue goes away, right? Like the fact that you can't raise, just minor tweaks, and yeah. it could be very, very easy. How do you feel about um, who has access to what path? I think it's fine. I don't, you know, it doesn't... Do you, like, okay, as an example, um, I don't know why the elves have, like, the same, if not worse magic than the humans. It's, it's all a question of, evoc- of of alchemy being super strong, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but, like, in, in the old fluff, it was like the elves had all the paths, right? I'm right. not saying that they should. Right. I don't know what the new fluff is. But I think, I think the, the, the concept of the new fluff is that, for instance, cosmology means that you're a really, like, expert magic user. Yeah. And I think it's reflected in the law as well. It's quite the path. So, no, I, uh, I, I, do, uh, I do like them. I think some of them could be treated a little bit. I think pyromancy is meh compared to alchemy, mm-hmm. which is... But, but that's... Overall, I really quite like the, the, the paths. Mm. So number two. Um, well, what's your what's your number? Uh, my number one. Yeah. Um, I like war machines. I think the war machines, the rules. Um, 
For example, like the area attack rule, I think it's really good. I think it's really badly written. It could be very simple. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea what they're... But, I mean, once you work it out, what it actually means, it's a really good rule. Um, things like cannons, like no, no line template, that's just just so much nicer. Like, someone trying to jankily get, like, a tape measure and say, okay, I can hit five guys in this rank, and you're, like, you're shooting at me pretty much straight on. Mm. How can you hit five guys? There's one guy in a rank. Like the, just the fact that it's penetrating now just makes it so much more simple yeah. to 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 navigate, and the kind of reduction in power. Like the cannons are not that not as good as they were. I think they're still really good, and but I think it's kind of a choice now. Yeah, and now, now you now you kind of like, do I want this or do I not want this? Yeah. Do I, am I able to handle monsters in any other way than, than this? Yeah, and also you have a choice between like a mortar and a cannon. Yeah, like they each do a different role. Yeah, and it depends what you need in your army and what role you need them to do. Yeah, yeah, in the in the in the Empire Soul Star army at least. Yeah, so I mean, like, with Jack, we were talking about what list you should run, and he was saying, actually, I'm just gonna have one mortar. I'm not yeah, I'm gonna. Cannon. I would. I would any day also take mortars rather than the cannons yeah. because the the mortars can do two things, yeah. because they can do like the multiple wounds things, and I think 1.2 is all about being able to do multiple things at once. Yeah. Um. Uh, he, well, he has a steam tank in the list. He said, well, the steam tank is my cannon. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Also. So. So why need a, why didn't take a second one? Yeah. So I really like the way the war machines are. I think the wounds and the, the toughness, the change there. Yeah. With more wounds and less toughness, I think that's really nice. I like that. It means I can, like, as, as someone who doesn't really play with war machines that much. Yeah. I mean, it makes it easier for me to take a war machine off. Mm. But it also makes it more durable because it's got more wounds. So it's a little bit more. It's more average yeah. thingy, less extreme yeah. about how are you able to roll six or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's actually the same like with the bolt thrower as well now. Mm. Um, having four wounds can kind of give you a bit more um, staying power. Yeah. I think it kind of extends their life slightly on average. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, probably when you look at the mass, it's going to be exactly the same. Yeah. But only with, a, with less... Uh, Discrepancy yeah, in the differentiation, dis- yeah. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I think other than that, it's going to be more or less the same. I think it's fairer as well yeah, because yeah. going from two wounds to four wounds with a bolt thrower and going from three wounds to five wounds with a cannon, yeah, I think it's it's like it it's kind of brings makes them a bit more even. I think that bolt throwers are a bit too good, but that's another discussion, yeah, maybe. But yeah, um, I quite like uh, the fact that you now have to. At least that's the way it seems to me. You have to really choose what character do you want in your army. Yeah. You can't have your usual three suspects in terms of combat lord, BSB, and mage. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like that to me anyway. Um, it feels like now you have to be think outside the box to try and fit everything in there. I quite like that. Um, like I felt before you would take components of your army which you would always take and then any excess points you would just pour into characters because the units weren't quite as effective as the characters were. Yeah, now it seems the units are a bit more useful. Yeah, units are, it's, it's usually when you look at do I want to spend 340 points on my BSB or do you want, or do I want to just bring a unit? Yeah. Because you can get a lot of quote-unquote unit for 340 points. Yeah. So I, I quite like that actually. Yeah, cool. Um, my one is actually a bit more of a general one. Um, I like that they're changing things. Yeah. I like that. I like the new structure of the army books, 
how it's um, split up into different categories. I don't necessarily think that the categories are correct and the percentages are correct, mm. but I like where it's going. I like that they're changing things to make it with the intent that it's more balanced. Yeah. You know, for me, I have a bit of a different view on that because I think that what they're doing is treating uh, the... You know, when someone when someone is a patient in the hospital and you, you don't know what's wrong, but you can see that they have these these things. What do you call those? Uh, you know, with, with, yeah. What you're trying to say is that they're, they're treating the symptoms yeah, and not fixing right. the illness. Yes, exactly. And they're not preventing the illness yeah. in the first place. So the, the whole thing about balance is dependent on the game mechanic itself, yeah. so the game design. So why are gun lines good? Well, gun lines are good because the game mechanic promotes taking point from your opponent without losing anything yourself. Yeah. So that's why if you can reach out and kill your opponent without him being able to do anything to you, then you come out ahead. Yeah. Sure. And and if you can you can reach critical mass with that, you can kill your opponent faster than he can close the distance to so in theory it would be the gun line would shoot at the rush army and it would take casualties the rush army would and then but at as at around turn three or four or five he the, he would reach combat and it would be super quickly over and all the gunline stuff would be dead. Mm. Um, and the way they've tried to prevent that from happening, that the gunline just win, is by limiting the amount of shooting you can bring. Yeah. And I think I think that's poor design. I think it the game should promote a sense of play where you need to bring missile units to solve something or do something specifically, like a take one or two models off a unit so that you can tip the scale of the yeah, combat in like your favor. Like I was saying with the with the Stegodon, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's the way it should be. Um, whereas, uh, so so that's the game design that should promote that, uh, and it doesn't because yeah. the way victory points work and the fact that you have a fixed number of terms. Yeah, I terms. I 100% agree with you, but I like the way it's where it's going. I think it's I think it's better than having, uh, like Lord's Heroes core special rare. I, I think, think I think it's better than it was. I like the change that's been made. I think it's overly complicated oh, to yeah, make armlets. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And the whole point brother. of the, the whole point of the new percentages was that you wouldn't have to have anything other than the percentages, and now you still have limitations on how many duplicates you can bring of something. Yeah, it seems so that's counterintuitive and also definitely not in line with what they said they were going to do. So they, they, they failed in achieving what they set out to do with the new design. 100% they failed. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe, but I think I think they're going in the right direction. Like The, the fact that they're willing to make a change from the from the old rules... Yeah, and that's what, I'm, but that's what I'm trying to say is that they're trying to fix the problems that arise rather than the rather than the yeah. root of the problems. Yeah. And so what you basically you're constantly it's like kind of like whack the mole kind of thing. Yeah. The well, problem okay. pops up. How would you how would you fix the problem then? You have to change the purpose of the game. So for instance you rather than saying we're playing victory points and we're playing set fi uh, a fixed set of turns, you have because as in game theory any mathematician will tell you the way you act in a game based on the fact that you know the number of turns you're going to play is going to change dramatically as opposed to if you don't know how many turns you're going to play. Yeah. So they need to introduce as it was in the old 40k maybe even it could be very basic so that on turn 4 or 5 you roll a dice that means that uh, on a 6 you play X extra turns or yeah, yeah. something like that, and then so turn, turn, turn so, six the game ends on a four plus. Yeah, no, that yeah something like that, or maybe an extra turn, and then uh, and then try to rather rather than so have that as a limit also, but also try to uh, promote a sense of play so that the point of the play style is more objective based. Yeah, I I, re I would really like to see that. Uh, and really it, like and it could scenarios. it could be 
right now we have it with the secondary objectives, but to an extent it would make more sense for the game if the game was about the objectives only. Yeah. Uh, if if the game was won or lost by the secondary objectives. Yeah. Because it promotes a very different sense of play, and it also speeds things up. Yeah. Because you don't have to take into account how many losses you take because yeah. you have yeah, one job that you need to do. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's going to be a challenge to design the game from that perspective to set, say, that maybe if it's capture the flags, how do you prevent people from bringing, you know... But you don't always know what the objective is. And that's the thing. So that's why you basically have to have six different objectives yeah. and you roll a T6 and they have to be very dramatically different. Yeah. One could be banners. One could be kill your opponent's general, win the game. Boom, yeah. simple as that. I'll tell you what, I played, uh, I played Infinity um, last weekend. Okay. Uh, with the Björk, I don't know yeah, if you yeah, yeah. Björk, he yeah. went and came. He was on the podcast very briefly. Yeah, right, I remember. Um, I went over to his place last weekend, we played Infinity mm-hmm. in his basement. And uh, Infinity works on, I think there's like 40 objectives, mm-hmm. and you roll like a D20. Yeah. And so it can be one of 40 objectives. Yeah. And the way, the way that you win is that you win the objective. Yeah. And then there's like minor objectives as well. And the fact that they haven't gone away from the old design just goes because those are the those are the main problems with the design, the core design yeah, of ninth edition. Is that it's building points. it's building on the system that was developed in the early nineties, which yeah. hasn't been changed since no other game. No other game. Or maybe Kings of War? I've no idea. I'm not sure about Kings of War how their win mechanics are, but many of the, at least all the newer games, they it's have. It's scenario driven. It's scenario driven because it's also more narrative. Yeah. Because even if you're losing, if you can just get that one yeah. cavalry guy yeah. off the field with the objective yeah, yeah. or whatever even it is. Even if all your armies destroyed. Yeah, and you can still have. You, you still, still have. Win. Because then you have that chat, then you have something to play for. I, how I've many been ga- saying this actually. How many games have you had where it's overturned two and there's absolutely no reason 90%. to play anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Usually you know exactly who's going to win by turn three or four. I say the reason that I did so well at Giant Fanatic is because it was more scenario based. Yeah. It was because in Giant Fanatic the scenario was worth five points rather than three, mm-hmm. and that meant in the games that I came against an opponent that I couldn't fight, he had all more of the all the things that counted mine. Yeah. I just played the objective. Yeah. I've been saying this so many times. I think it's so true. Um. So yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, we've kind of slipped into a negative thing. But, yeah, but it's a really good point that that the the game needs to yeah. be scenario driven rather than victory stop, points. Stop trying to stop trying to fix the problems that arise. Start start treating the root of the problem. Yeah, the victory point. Yeah. So use a vaccine rather than penicillin. Yeah. Um, positive thing number three. What's the what's the best thing in one point two? Best thing. Yeah. Is that it's going to change. <laughs> okay, that can be it. Yeah, yeah, that's my third thing. Okay. That the fact that it changes soon. I don't. I really don't like the state of the game now. The smaller point size is making the armies look more and more like a weird combination of a skirmish game and something else. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it doesn't look like armies. The changes to characters was good. It was a good idea to reduce the bar availability of characters and give them more wounds. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, uh, even that's that. Been my last one. The more wounds for the character. Yeah. Yeah, it makes brings it a little bit more in line, right? Yeah. But the the yeah, um, I feel I feel they should have stayed at five thousand points and, and balanced it to that level. And balanced it to that because right now it's still the case of 
what they haven't thought taken into account is, for instance, that even though they have limitations on things like shooting and whatnot, it's more and smaller points shooting yeah. become even I can, better. I can understand that they want to kind of make it slightly easier for beginners. Yeah, but then change the things yeah. in the rulebook that isn't streamlined. Yeah, I, I think there's a better way of doing it. Yeah, I think instead of saying instead of saying okay, well, let's make the army smaller so it's slightly easy for beginners to play. It's it's still not a beginner's game no it's really not the entry barriers are still way too high for instance like we talked about the shooting phase yeah this it, like the, this is this is exactly what you say it's like trying to vaccine some like put like yeah. a plaster over something yeah. rather than treating the yeah. problem we need to start we need to make sure that that so for instance if we want p new people to come into this hobby then we need to streamline the rules there is there is a beginner's game coming out like yeah. a beginner's and, box and, or whatever and, Maybe it's me that's an old pessimist, but I, I seriously doubt that anyone who's new to wargaming in general will pick this up. Because it doesn't look, because the difference right now between this and a skirmish game is that we have the ranked units in ninth age. But they are, you know, when you look at an army, there's not that many ranked units. It doesn't look like an army, it looks yeah. like a, maybe one ranked unit and then a monster, some characters, yeah. and then some skirmish and a war machine. Yeah. So. On paper, it looks like yeah, it has a little bit of everything, but it doesn't look like an army. No, it needs more infantry. It needs more. It needs, needs more generic things, and that's what we talked about. For instance, in the core sections, why why is core still something that you're forced to take? I mean, before it makes sense with the you had to give them a banner and then they had a role. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So why know. isn't why isn't the secondary objective driven by the core so that it has a purpose rather than a taxation? Because so I want to play Skaven. Well, fuck you, because you're gonna have to paint 150 slaves to do anything. Yeah. yeah. Whereas instead it could have been, oh, that's pretty clever. Now you have three units of 25 red at arms, and they're like they're really great for the objective. So you have to protect them, and you can you know the elite units is not gonna be. You can still do that though. It's still like that. Yeah, but you don't have to get the banners, and you might as well use some in other armies. You might as well use. I don't like that you have to. You don't have to give them banners yeah, it's anymore. It's a weird rule. Why? We, I don't really understand it. No. Just like just allow them to say banners. I guess it's. I guess it's for those units that don't have banners, like dryads. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And before, also the mechanic was that if you lost the banner, then you gave away you extra victory points. You don't have that anymore, though. And so, so now but, it's. And that's just, gone. So why? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Just no. yeah, I think it's really, really, really bad idea. So um, there are um, I, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> so Silver's last one was that the the positive thing was that it's changing soon. Yeah. I think I don't know if most of the people in our gaming group agrees. I think I mean, Simon, Simon doesn't like it. Everyone's happy playing, but Patrick is I, just happy that Lizardman is no is not shit anymore. Yeah. I think I I think I preferred one point one. Absolutely, oh my god! Much prefer 1.1. The I don't understand the, the smaller army sizes also just what, what? Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they introduced categories which did one thing only, which was to complicate army construction. It didn't do anything else, because you still have the you can't take the five five hell pits. Fine. Yeah. Then why do you have the limit on the category in the first it place? It should just be like north two. Yeah. If if that's the way you want to go about it. Do that. Yeah, nah. Just stop having five different levels that people have to take into account. It would be better actually if it was like everything in your army has like a, a X to Y value, right? So if your high elves, like your your spearman value is one plus. Yeah. The so same you always as it have was to have, in the, you always in have to have one unit of spearmen in your if you're high elves, right? Yeah. 
And if you're if you're Skaven, then your helper is naught to two. Yeah. If if you're high elves, your swordmasters are naught to three. Yeah. You know. And 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 then have it be objective based. Make sure that 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 the core units are the ones that the game is about. Yeah. So it's about doing something with you. It's about breaking your opponent's you core be, units. You could even or... have core where you okay. You, you have to choose one of these core units as a minimum, mm -hmm. and the spearman is like one plus archer, one plus. Silverhelm's one plus. It doesn't it doesn't even have to be that the core, like mm. the freedom of choice and core is still fine I think but as long as you but again the problem right now is when people take minimal core is because it's sub parts of the rest of yeah. it and it doesn't have a role especially more now than ever before it was kind of like having twenty man units with banners was a thing because then you could like play the objectives especially a giant fanatic people yeah. did that but that's a thing of the past now. Yeah, so my last positive, I know we've been quite negative, even though it's been positive, is uh, the three rune characters. Really like three rune characters. I think having my elf BSB, which is always top and free, having three runes is really nice. Yeah. It helps infantry characters a lot. Yeah, and that, that helps the infantry kind of game. But still, even when you look at the that change, I'm still putting them on horses. <laughs> What? I'm still I'm still No, it's, it's, the, it's, it's not that. It's more like when you look at the comparison between the stats of a lord, the price of a lord, and then the price of a hero and the stats of a hero. Yeah. Why would you ever take the hero? The only reason to take the hero level is for the PSP. It, yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> it needs to be much cheaper still. Yeah, because now also there are no discounts yeah. for the lower, lower bracket characters. Yeah. Okay, so my first negative thing leading on from this is the internal balance in army books. Holy shit. They like, didn't test fuck all, didn't no, they? No, no. It really, they just it really changed seems it. like it. They, they just changed, they just oh, doubled the points and, and tweaked a little bit here uh, and there. Put things in categories. I really don't think they sat down and wrote army lists. Well, then surely they must have. But it doesn't seem like it. It definitely not, doesn't not seem like Not with some um, armies. But it depends on what you want because the, I heard, I've seen some of the red band guys in the forum say things like, yeah, it's good now that you're you're really forced to make choices when you're designing your army list, you can't have everything. I like that. What? Yeah, that's your initial impression. But when you really think of it, what did you find when you were playing against the Orc army? You found that you had no answer to the chariot. You couldn't do anything. No. And that's what's going to happen when you can't do balanced armies, you can't do all-rounded armies. Then you're going to have something where I can't touch that model. Yeah, and it's just gonna run rampage. Well, luckily well, for me, it didn't. Yeah, but but that's that's really a danger of it. I feel is that when people, well, I can't take my well-rounded army, so I guess I should just make my build either more extreme. Yeah. Or hope I, that I shouldn't make me that. I've I'm playing a tournament tomorrow. Actually, we can maybe go through the list if we have time. Um, it's just an avoidance army. Yeah. It's as much avoidance as I can get in. Yeah. And so the list become, I, that's what I can see is that they go away from being balanced because you can't do balanced, well-rounded anyway. Because there's going to be things that you can't deal with. Yeah. You can't have everything, quote unquote. And so you're going to be like, okay, well, I have no plan for uh, Chaos Lord and Dragon. I, I simply have no counter for it. Uh, and then you can't, well, usually you'd be able to say, well, that's just your bad list design. Yeah. right? But in this case, it's it would be... Well, I can't afford to sink the points because everything got more expensive, or many things did. Yeah. So I can't afford afford to say, well, I'm gonna buy two cannons now, and then my opponent plays an all infantry list, and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, okay, fair enough, that's 500 points of nothing. Yeah, it's a bit like when you take a dispel scroll and your opponent hasn't got magic. Yeah, and and so that's gonna become more of a thing. It's like either you 
when you have the counter, your opponent is just like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to use my model at all because he's like half counters me. But if it was objective based, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't matter. matter. <laughs> it really wouldn't matter, right? Because yeah. then it wouldn't matter if you lost. If you if because then it's like, well, the only thing that I have to be focused on is. I don't know, uh, killing all my opponent's uh, unit champions or something, right? Yeah. Something arbitrary. It yeah. could be anything. Yeah. It could also be the player with the most banners in the opponent's deployment zone at the end of the game wins. Yeah. Right. So that's my focus. That's what I'm going for. It doesn't matter if I lose all my war machines to all these rabble squares. It doesn't matter. It, yeah. It's all about my banners. Or it could even be any core units count for double or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. So now yeah. it has a role. But right now it's more like. Uh, okay, shit. So this is a comparative victory point. Like I killed how much, you killed how much, and yeah. I have to trade effectively. And that's also the root of the problem of some units being more cost-effective than others. Inherently, yeah. Because if you're more cost-effective than the what you're comparing, the, the points don't matter that much if it's victory points, right? The, they, but they matter, but there's not as much. The, if it's objective based, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if it's victory points, the cost benefit is huge. Yeah. But if it's objective based, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Well, it, matters it matters, but not to the same extent. Yeah, yeah. But it's not to the same extent. And so you'll have, um, as long as you make sure that there's a big discrepancy between the objective pool that you have, then you can't do extreme builds because the objectives are going to be so much so different. <clears throat> yeah. It's. For me, it, that's why I'm getting frustrated with the game is because they're constantly they're constantly tweaking things that could be irrelevant. It's irrelevant to spend time on tweaking all the balance categories if you cannot change the reason that it becomes broken to have five stone horns in your army, yeah. lucky cows, whatever the, yeah. they're called. So. so I think I think that can be your I think your first negative thing as we've discussed. I'll go over my last negative things really quickly. Is the is the victory points. I think that's probably your first one, right? Yeah. Game design. Basic game design. They have revel they have changed many things to the better, absolutely, but they haven't changed the things that didn't work in the first place at all. And my my second negative is them changing the rules for units and making models unusable. For example my unicorn is on a 50 millimeter base. Yeah. And now I can't use it because yeah. it's, it's supposed to be on 25. Yeah, so I have to rip your model to stretch just because why? I've, I have two dragons I've scratch built over a year ago. And if I want to use them as an ancient dragon, I have to rip it off a base and put it on your new base. Like, I understand that you want to nerf it a bit by giving it a big base. Or, or, or at least make it optional so you get a yeah. discount if you take the bigger base i mean why why can i have my unicorn on a 50 millimeter why why, yeah. why, why how can't is I have that an advantage on a regular base how, how is it yeah and like the blade dancers i can understand why they remove skirmish but my blade dancers don't rank up so i can't really use them yeah and the thing is you're there it's really demotivating that yeah. why would I? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna change my models because they might change in six yeah, months might or three back. months, and then I'm like, okay, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I just like the option to use my models. Yeah. Like, but they've. I guess they've always always said that mm, it's not a stable game until two point something. But yeah. I'm losing. I'm I'm rapidly losing faith in their ability to manage this project. Rapidly. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we say second last negative thing each? I'll just say why. I'll just say my last thing. I guess because I. Kind of said all the rest of them. Yeah. Quote unquote. I don't like the miscasts. I, it's not like I liked them before. I've never understood why the miscast part affects units and why it affects units 
in a generic way. So for instance, all the strength three and four hits is really tough on elves. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not very tough on monstrous infantry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, orcs for instance. So I think I've never understood why the, the miscast effect should apply to the wizard and to the wizard only. I agree. And anything else doesn't, in my opinion, make any sense. Except if you want to add something like, so any like explosion mechanic is going to be all units within six inches take D6 strength, D6 hits. Yeah, that would be so much more Because balanced. that's more relatable. Uh, it makes more sense. It's more balanced. It's more random, which is yeah. kind of brings level of average to it. Yeah. And so they want people to not throw the big dice. And we just say, if you miscast with five dice, you die. You wizard dies. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Easy does it. You can throw five dice. If you want to, yeah, right. So, 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 it's not like it's um, it's not like it's hard to do, and it can still be catastrophic. I don't think that the spell should be cast when you miscast. There are many. There are many. It could be one of the effects when you roll for the spell. This spell is not. Uh, the spell is not cast, and yeah. the wizard takes two wounds. Yeah. Yeah, that would be number four. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, four dice, four dice. Uh, uh, and yeah, absolutely I, I, turn the, like, t take the fun bag into it, like make the wizard a frog. Yeah. So your vampire lord, he just kind of, he was raising skeletons and all of a sudden he's like, crack. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, I don't understand why they took, because those part of it were fun. Uh, they talk about streamlining, so they take away options, but the rule book is becoming thicker by the day. The rules for cover uh, poorly written. It doesn't make sense. It should be this is the angle that the unit can see in. If there's anything in within this cone, the unit suffers minus one to hit. Finish. Yeah, being able to like shoot like when you measure from a model model basis is like okay, he's slightly to the right and I can't see him. Oh, where is he? I can't see, I can't shoot. Like you're just gonna turn and shoot, right? Yeah, and it's not like these guys are retired. It's like yeah. Uh, uh, Thomas, there's a guy over there on the right. You're gonna help me shoot him? Nope, can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, my last negative thing. My last negative thing is the speed at which things are coming out. Too fast, too slow. Too slow for me. Um, I need the fluff. I would say I'm a narrative gamer to an extent that I call myself a fluff gamer, and you guys laugh at me, but I actually am, and like. I wanna I wanna hear the story a bit more. I wanna I wanna have a bit more to fight for. It's also with the objectives, like you say. Yeah. Like my games are not It's totally unrelatable. I yeah. mean, the game right now is similar to chess. Yeah. Yeah. Except with except with some of the pawns being super strong and some of the bishops are useless and if you play <laughs> if you play if you play this army then you get really strong towers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it, but it's just a bit stale. Like I want, I want some theme, I want some background. I know it's coming. It's coming next month. Yeah, yeah. And can I also just say why they? I've never understood why they're not putting in new units. They keep saying they want to balance the ones that we have, but they have no issues at all, not even remotely. If I compare Fagellans to Imperial Guard, okay. it's not even close. Let, let's uh, let's wish list. What what new unit do you want? I want angels. Give me the rules. Uh, very low toughness, medium to high stats in weapon skill and initiative, moderate strength, and flying. And then what, maybe... For Kingdom of Equitain? Yeah, I think that would be better. Yeah, yeah, for that. That's like one unit I'd like to see. I'd also like to see more unit, more, I'd like to see in the Empire of Stormstar book, 
I'd like to see that you can tailor your army from a different area. Yeah, so, that's, that's so what I want. if you could have like the old gnome, so you have a little bit of extra hand gunners, or if you have Tilia, then you have crossbowmen and pikes. I'd really yeah. like to see that. I'd like to see. I'd like to see them generally. Not every because let's just say let's just get this out of the way. I don't expect the game to be balanced. I don't. I don't need it to be balanced. No, it's but perfectly fine it, that it's like, oh shit, you gotta you gotta help it. I really have to. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. But it doesn't matter fuck. if it's objective based. It doesn't it, matter. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what and I you mean. can have all these janky yeah. rules. You can say, okay, if it's an army from quote unquote null. Yes. All the handgunners get plus sixteen range. Yeah. All the handgunners that. They're like I don't know the cannons don't misfire or whatever. Yeah, they 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 misfire with this result every yeah, time. Yeah, but you can't take demigriffs. Yeah, and and you can't take flagellants and everything. So yeah. just and, and make it janky, because it's not going to matter if it's objective based. Exactly, and then you can and have these really all fluffy the, armies, yeah, really characters. All the new uh, all the new units, you can introduce new units. It's not going to be a problem because as long as you've got control on the objectives and and you make sure that the picture conditions from the objectives is not affected by any new units. Yeah. Exactly. Then it, it it's, an, then, it's a pretty And then you can fix. introduce new units all the time. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like you don't have to sit and play test a hundred times. Because let's not forget the reason that the game the games workshop game developed was it's driven by models and we're not yeah. playing around with cardboards. Yeah. Uh, like templates. Okay, I've got another negative thing because it's really important. Um, shouldn't be afraid of making rules for models that exist. From companies. Yeah. Why? Why aren't they doing that? Like, I, I, I understand that. Okay, you, you don't want to be profit driven. You're That's not. Fine. Pro, you're not profit driven. You're actually helping the yeah, company. You're helping the, the game. Support the companies yeah, and support the game by creating rules for units that exist. If Avatars of War, they've, they've been kind enough to jump on board and say, okay, we'll make models for this. Or have allow them to make something that's not necessarily there in the first place. They, they want to. They have an artist who wants to make a really crazy frog thing. Put it in the. Bloody yeah. more of the dark ghosts. So list example of this. There's a really nice um, owl model for Silver Nose. Mm -hmm. I think it's like with a wizard on it or something. Yeah. I I really, I would like to see an owl in like like as a mount for yeah. Silver Nose. Yeah. Like okay, you have an eagle, but an owl like a strength six eagle with like armor piercing and. And the hard thing is going to be, but all of this is irrelevant as long as we're not changing and moving away from the victory points tables. Yeah. And. It's also, I want to say this, retarded to balance a game based on the ETC, because 99% of the games that are played are not, not ETC, ETC games. Yeah. Because in the, in the tools, news, I got asked to join the Danish ETC team. Yeah, I think we all did by now. Yeah. I I said I would <coughs> consider me, but I'm probably not going to do it. In the, I, I would consider it, but definitely not in the state of this game. It's ridiculous right now. I so, think. I know we've ranted more than intended. Yeah, and I, I have to say also, they keep saying we need to respect that this is a voluntary driven effort and people are spending their free time on it. I think that's fair, but it the stress for the words yourselves, voluntary, you don't have to do it. But don't expect to be patted on the back for work that nobody likes. I don't know, it's not that people don't like it. I think it's good. I think it's great what they've done. Coming coming from zero to this is quite impressive and it's it, it's frankly very very amazing. To be honest, I think we should. I'm at the point in time where we should just use the Warhammer Army system, and just make our own scenarios because then the points balance doesn't matter as much. I think yeah. it'd be more fun, be more free. I saw a scenario. I told you the other day. It's on the forum somewhere, 
So like this tree, and when, yeah. every time you cast magic, if you roll a six, when you cast a magic spell, yeah, or a powder, yeah, yeah, as on the power dice, then the tree like becomes awake, yeah, and moves towards your wizard, and starts, yeah, and it, and Why? It, so that's the fun stuff, yeah. And I understand that people want this to be a competitive game, but people can absolutely play scenario games competitively. Ask any Flames of War player, yeah, like the well, as I said, I played Infinity, and and the the objective was hold the middle, mm-hmm. like the it was, it was like it was got antennas. Yeah, yeah. So it was three antennas. Yeah. And there was one antenna in the middle. So it's basically like you got to get to the antenna and turn it on. Mm-hmm. And that was the because we both had our own one in our own deployment zone. Right. So. And like it was it was only a three turn game. It's quite fast. Yeah, yeah. And it was like all the stuff got killed, and my last guy just like ran at the end. <laughs> and just pressed it. And Nuclear launch and detected. I, I, I won the game. But yeah. Almost a. And it was an awesome game. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun. And that's what I mean right now. Rather than this bullshit where it's like, turn two, my, my mage miscast, I lost my unit, and my one cannon misfired, and then I was gone. Boom, fuck you. Yeah. And it's and before it was like, well, it's not my entire army, but right now it's like, that's a significant point yeah, of your army. Yeah, smaller <laughs> points level, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Let's, let's say something a bit more positive to uh, to finish the show. Um, I like the artwork in the Path of Magic. Yeah, Wow. Really good, well made. Really, really good. I think uh, the I think the level actually a positive thing. The level of like the layout and the artwork and mm-hmm. like the font type and I think the background, the stories are quite good. Did you actually did you get around to reading the? Reading? We wrote some of it together. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh read yeah. some of it together. Sorry. Wrote it. <laughs> yeah, wrote it like a boss. Um, did you get to read any of it? Yeah, uh, the thermaturgy thing I thought was quite good. Like the, like the small bits of fluff? Uh, yeah, from what I understand, it's more like the more you believe in the gods, the more real they become. Yeah, I think like, that's I think, quite cool. Yeah, it, it, it's blatantly ripped off from 40k, but I still like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're doing a really good job um, with the books. I mean, I've I've seen a little bit more than everyone, because yeah. there's like an internal gallery with some yeah. artwork, but... Yeah. I. I I think it's not. I think what I've seen is really yeah, good. Yeah, let's not forget when you look at the Sylvanath book and the and the, the is it the Sylvanath book? Yeah, the Sylvanath and the Undying Dynasties. They're quite well made. Yeah, I think the story was a bit. The Undying Dynasty story was a bit mm, similar to something we shouldn't mention. Yeah, that of which we do not speak. Yeah. And yeah. the Sylvanath was a bit too generic. I'm, I've never really. I always kind of like made my own fluff about it, but I feel myself definitely not as connected to the fluff of Ninth this is, Age this is what I mean. as compared to 8th edition. So there's definitely something missing. I think they should really prioritize, as you said, putting out the map. Yeah. That's, see that's where we are, true. like relatable, and then see how what is the state of the world, what is the setting, because then it becomes more inspirational for making armies and whatnot. Yeah. If you want a little bit of a, a rumor, um, I would say the hopefully that the Next edition or whatever it is, the background and stuff should be out before next year. Welcome back to Amazon Podcast. Um, I have a small special segment today. I'm here with two special guests. I have Rasmus Mulbeck, he's been on the show before, and I have Dennis Colzus. Correct. 
I think I think I said it right. Yeah, perfect. So uh, maybe you'd like to just introduce yourselves. Yeah, should I start? Yeah. Uh, my name is Rasmus. Uh, I'm a Danish ETC player. Uh, I frequent the Nine Days forums a lot. We talk a lot with Henry as well. Uh, I play the Dynasties. You probably know me as Corky online. I have a lot of uh, talks with the other guys at the forum. Uh, I played Warhammer like. 15 years, I think. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of years. Uh, <laughs> on and off. Uh, and I really like the 9th age. Uh, and one of the few, I really like the update as well. <laughs> Making a... Uh, it's, an, it's a new fun thing. I actually have to look at my army book and try to see what fits. It's been uh, almost a year since I had to do that. So... Uh, Really looking forward to uh, this episode. Yeah, as Rasmus says, he's quite the experienced general, I would say. You uh, you did very well at the Amahammer tournament and consistently doing very well in, in tournaments as long as I've been on the scene at least. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so congratulations for that. And again, as we said, ETC player. And Dennis, maybe you'd like to say a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Uh, I've played Warhammer since I think like uh, 2018 or maybe 2010. Uh, started with a semen army, but then uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but then I played uh, the Dark Elves at that time because they're so freaking overpowered, and <laughs> overpowered I'm playing it. Um, From this, uh, the 15 minutes that I've been sat here talking about talking with Dennis, is any any opportunity that Dennis gets to over be overpowered or cheat or <laughs> anything, he takes it <laughs> if he's not too drunk. <laughs> oh, I agree. Uh, recently, <laughs> recently, I've joined uh, Stephen in, uh, in to be a trainer, assistant trainer to the ETC team, and already now it has been such an experience. Uh, it's really interesting. You are, we have, I think Stephen and I have discussed almost every day about uh, what are we going to do, how is the player. We have discussed a lot of the players who have signed in on the team, and we're hoping, of course, more will sign in uh, because it gave us so many opportunities. Yeah, and that's kind of the reason for the, this uh, segment of the podcast today, is to introduce you to two of the guys who are going to be instrumental parts of the Danish ETC team, and to kind of give those guys in Denmark mostly an idea of what the ETC is about, and also those guys who are in other countries a taste of what it means to be on the ETC team, and maybe an idea of the selection process, what to expect from the ETC, and and how you can kind of go about being a better player, getting to the, the top level, which is the ETC, and what it means to, to be there. So I think just to start with, I'd like to say where we are. I think it's a really cool place. Thank you. Um, Dennis and Rasmus have invited me out to their club. What's it called? It's called uh, Andini. It's called Wallace Fighting. But we can call <laughs> that, it Lab that, Factory. That means a like, role play factory in, Correct. in, in English. Um, and it's yeah, it's a it's basically a house in the middle of Copenhagen, which is dedicated to live action role play and Warhammer Fantasy. I, I've just come in and there's like <laughs> three rooms with board with uh, board games, tables, models. They even have like a fully fledged painting area. is <laughs> is quite impressive actually. I'm I'm just slightly jealous that we don't have this house in Amma. I think we have. Yeah, I think we have like uh, maybe. 15 armies uh, here, different races, some are fully painted. Uh, we also have the one who won uh, Best Painted to Giant Fanatic this year. 
Yeah. Small, <laughs> small fridge with a stock full of uh, <laughs> drinks. <laughs> so it's a bit of a, and it maybe will be the future Danish ETC stronghold, but potentially. Yeah, we are really, I'm, personally I'm really hoping to see more people like here, uh, because you're getting tired of playing the same players every day. We are, uh, I think, every tournament we are signing 10 guys from here up for every tournament we can join and then just train a lot before that, play the new scenarios, uh, the new armies, or uh, like some rule changes, everything we're training, 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 discuss with each other, and basically have a good time. And we have our own Facebook group where we also discuss a lot of things. And the best uh, thing about being here, you can play whenever you want. If you want to play uh, at 2 a.m. on a Wednesday, no problem. We can do that. So yeah, um, this, we're in Bronzeway right now, so if any of you, you guys in Copenhagen are looking for a place to play, or even just some new people to play with, um, I'll put a link on the show notes to the Facebook group perhaps, yep, okay. and um, you can get in touch with Dennis there, and probably get some games in. Um, I'm, well, as Dennis said, this, uh, this place is potentially open every day, and yep. there's probably guys playing here most days of the week, so... Daisy, yeah, almost every day we are playing. Yeah. or just need to talk about uh, armies or what we're going to play and so on. And as we're about to talk about, it will, if you were thinking about potentially signing up the ETC team, this would be a great place to start, somewhere where you can play regularly and meet the guys. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I think if we just start off from this point, yeah. say maybe talk about a little bit of the structure of the ETC team. Yeah. You mentioned that you have yourself as the assistant coach, and you have uh, another coach as Stefan, Correct. who's in Uland. Yeah. So maybe you'd like to start from there? Yeah. Um, it all started with that I signed up as an assistant trainer uh, with Stefan. Uh, that was before he was uh, chosen as uh, a trainer for the ETC team. We all, before that, we talked about it, talked with each other. And um, and what do we want about the team? How, what do we expect of the team? How do we want to create the team? And basically, I think it's about 24 hours, then it's, the vote is actually da uh, done. Um, how we're gonna choose a team because that's where the players can choose two uh, the, the community. The community can choose two players, or we with the William William Burke. Yeah, last year's uh, coach, okay. uh, no captain, captain. Yeah, last year's captain of the Danish team will choose Correct. with uh, Stefan and Dennis. And to uh, just say something, I'm not in the team yet, so <laughs> I have to fight uh, so potential EDC player Rasmus. <laughs> What a coincidence! <laughs> yeah, and already as as now we are we are really up to the challenge. We we're really looking forward to it. Uh, we really can't wait to pick out to pick the team. We are going to Herford in Germany and play, where we want to discuss uh, the Night Age Masters. Yes, where we want to discuss uh, what we expect from the team and who we're gonna pick. It's not gonna be the final play, but also here we can take a sneak peek. Uh, some of the players and see how they play and yeah, just have a good time learning each other and that's uh, that's actually it in Germany. Yeah, so you, you said that, so Stefan is from Aarhus and that gives him a really good insight into those guys there and then you, you guys are obviously here in Copenhagen so you, you so there's definitely going to be um, a good a good mix of guys from Aarhus and Copenhagen. Correct. Um, what Stefan also wrote is uh, one of the things where I can really uh, put something to the trainer team is that I, I know a lot of the Copenhagen uh, players uh, in the tournament environment. I also made a couple of views 
a lot of views of players, what I think about them, what I think their skill level is, and do I think they can represent Denmark in Spain in 2017? So maybe you could just tell a little bit about what you think you're looking for in an ETC player. If potentially, I, I'm not interested, but if I was, <laughs> if I wanted to be on the ETC team, what, what, would, what would the characteristics for me, what, what would be the kind of the criteria of you choosing me as a player for your team? Um, of course, we can't deny that we're looking at skill level, we're looking for how good you have done in tournament. I'm just saying, well, if first place, first place, <laughs> John Fanatic. If you want John Fanatic, that's really good to add on your whistle. But we're looking at skill level, we look at uh, specific uh, how you are as a person, that's also very important to us. We don't want to say it directly, we don't want assholes in our team. Yeah, of course. You I mean you guys have got to be on holiday with them for a week or so. Exactly. So. Um, we're, lo we're looking about the reputation about them. But we also look about uh, can we want a team who doesn't, who does, uh, uh, we can't be. We don't need a player who says two months before, I can't join. Sorry, I have to do something, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, the commitment is, is really important. Yeah. I mean, we're going to probably talk about it in a minute. Um, I'm assuming that you're going to have some kind of training days. I'm assuming you're going to have some kind of like ETC warm-up week where you're going to have play a lot of games. And these players are going to have to be there, I assume, um, all these training times and also for the, for the tournament itself. Uh, that's actually about... Who is going on the team? Because many of who sign up is have that they want to have a laid back attitude mm -hmm. uh, to the team, and then there's someone who wants. It seems like they wanted uh, training every weekend, uh, <laughs> read about the books, and know everything. Yeah, I think we couldn't uh, just uh, put in here what happened last year was that we, I think we met once mm -hmm. before, yeah. uh, ETC at all, and that okay. was like six of us. <laughs> um, we actually had two guys joining the ETC that hadn't tried, played a ninth age game before they went there. The Germans. <laughs> I'm talking to you Germans. <laughs> you listen, you know they who listen. you are. <laughs> they practiced like 31 of 34 weeks before the ETC. <laughs> they ended up way behind us and we beat them twice. <laughs> and we, we had a good uh, discussion with the coach that he had actually played more games with two of our armies than our specific <laughs> distance guy. Not saying that you should uh, should not practice, and we should have practiced more last year, but that's not all of it. Think, think how well you would have done if you'd have practiced yeah. 31 out of 34 weeks. You can't, you can't deny that even if you had a, a team who wasn't prepared at all, <laughs> they, they, you got a really good score. Yeah, well, yeah. Thank you, you, did, you did very well. Went forward. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With a team we just send like, okay, how about you? How about you? Uh, can you play nine eight? I'm not trying to fight it. Perfect. Go. Go my friend. Go. Yeah, I actually think that the uh, first time ever, then I beat both Poland and Germany. Germany yeah. twice. <laughs> twice just to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the team I'm not sure we have that so many training days because I think we will take a laid back attitude, uh, get some game, learn some learn some tricks, uh, read the rule book, just we we really want we, we can't deny we want a good team this year. Uh, so we want per people who is willing to learn, but that doesn't mean we have we won't have training days at all. 
of course we will need to meet. We have to meet together and talk to uh, talk to each other and get to know each other. Yeah, but, but you don't have to go to boot camps. <laughs> no, 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 no. no so it does sound like you're being uh, very competitive this year, and obviously this podcast is in a way to, uh, like an extension of that. You're trying to get as many players as possible to join up, so you have a big pool of players to choose from. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, we were looking for because you don't. You don't only look for veterans or people who have high school. You're also looking for people who can learn, who we actually see some opportunities in, and we can good representatives of from for the community. What community over here? Yeah. So something like uh, Ninth Age Podcasters. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can pick up on some. <laughs> um, how many guys have you got at the moment signed up on the team, or at least? Um, in a position that you're willing or they're willing to be considered for the team? Um, it's actually, I can't say so specific, specific, but we have at least one. Uh, <laughs> we are pretty sure we want the team. Okay. We have actually made uh, our dream round team. Okay. Um, so, where Steve and I have said, we really want these people because they're good, they're good to represent Denmark, and they're really uh, dedicated to it. Okay. Um, so we have Kinkau, I don't want to tell how many. Of course, of course. Uh, and I can't name names because it's all secret, but we have <laughs> played with uh, uh, some names and... But, but I think uh, maybe the question was 16 people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How, many, how many do you have in the pool to choose from? We have eight. Oh no, no, uh, how many have... Uh, how many people have actually expressed a wish to be on the team? Um, Stefan had wrote out to some of the people and asked them if they want to tell about it themselves and so on. Uh, I have not been into that, uh, <laughs> listened to it, but um, a lot of people have actually get that expression that they really want to, they really want to represent Denmark and really want to make an effort to be better at the game, for example, and learn the new rules. So, and the list, the list of names, I really like this list, but I really want more on it. Okay. So as um, as Paul Sidham says, if you don't think you're good enough, don't think that. Sign up, sign up because maybe we won't notice you. Maybe we won't get the team this year. But there's also 2018, and just keep playing, keep playing, and it's it's not impossible at all. Yeah, uh, Rasmus, you said there's maybe 16 guys that are yeah, currently currently the, 16 the on the list and the forms that I said we we want to join. And, and there's eight places, right? Eight places, I think. Uh, yeah. And we would really like more people exactly. to be a part of it. Oh, I, I would love to be able to help the guys that don't join the team to create the second team <laughs> for the warm-ups. Yeah, of course. So they can beat the first team. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, definitely do obvi that. obviously um, with 16 guys on the team, and there's always going to be one or two guys that drop out or they're not available to be in that position that you that you could be a backup for the for yeah. the the first team and also go and contest the first team in the warm up like you said that's probably the best way of getting noticed as a good player so if you're thinking oh god okay there's already 16 guys who may be better than me and and uh, I'm probably just going to go there and be one of those 16 and not get chosen well well sign up and prove yourself, and then you, at least by signing up, you have an opportunity to show how good you are. And, and if there is someone who drops out, then maybe that's going to be you that gets that spot. Mm. Um, just one question: now. How much does what army someone plays reflect how they are chosen? I mean, there's you can pick eight armies, 
Do you choose it by the player, or do you choose it by what armies you think are going to work in your team setting? We're going to focus on the players, but we can't deny that it's extremely important what they play. That's all. all also, all the all the rules are made of the um, the players. I've also noticed what armies they play because it actually can make a difference on the team. But right now, as it is, we are not sure uh, if the it will be army focused. Uh, the team we will make. It, I think mostly it will be a player. And I think the the reason for that is that we have so many players in Denmark that can play like five. The ten armies. Yeah, yeah. I think so I you have, have a lot, lot. You have to a lot to choose from. Mm. Uh, Correct. Uh, I at least know last year that we have like three guys that we could just shuffle, shuffle around, and then of course people should play something. The all rounders. The all rounders. As you say in cricket. Yeah. I don't know if you have cricket in Denmark. Probably yeah. not. Um, and I guess also to an extent you probably have certain armies within the army. Um, like just as, a, as an example, you, you could play like a high elf army in a very different way, uh, like a, as an MSU army, as a dragon army, mm -hmm. as an infantry ah. block army. Um, does that kind of weigh in into your decision? Like you say, okay, I we we as a team, we want to play having high elf MSU army as one of our armies. Um, we need someone who's good at playing this, or do you? Is it more like uh, you just want? That person to kind of come, and they will write their own list. Um, I have uh, I have I have access to the last uh, ETC form, and I've actually read almost every thread from 2018, I think, about the ETC team from there to now. Okay. And I actually read everything because I want to be prepared as possible. And what I notice about all the who have become uh, or are an ETC player. They are willing to adjust their list. They, there will be some discussion. There will be some testing. Of course. But I can't deny that I will focus on that you are in you are a team. If we want you to play an MSU, but you want to play a Dragon, then we expect you to play MSU unless you can uh, prove we are wrong. But if the whole team says, I look at you more back. But to be honest, it's we are expecting you to be a team player at, that, at yeah. this point. But if you can prove you're wrong, then we... I think that's a very important thing. Um, having had limited ETC experience, I mean, my experience is just the warm-up. Um, we, were, we were discussing lists for a month or two in advance of the warm-up, and there was, like, my, myself, I, I was trying to run a dragon list, trying, trying, trying to run a dragon <laughs> list, and uh, I couldn't get it to work. Um, the best I could get was, like, a 15-5. Yeah. In in a good matchup and and it wasn't it just wasn't good enough. But, so, but I think to take from the all my experience is that you need to put a player on a an army that fits his playstyle, mm. and you need to give him an army he actually thinks is fun. Uh, I went we all went this year of course the guys and we had a couple of guys who didn't like their army and thus didn't play it as good as they could have. On the other side, for uh, I went two years ago, and the last minute I got put onto the Hyle bus, the big <laughs> bus. I played the Star Dragon all year. So somebody said you should play the bus, and the problem with that uh, was that I couldn't play up to a uh, skill level because it had one way to play: forward, cast forward. <laughs> so yeah. No, no tactics in it. 
And we should know, and all the Danish guys listening out there should know, that we are at least as good as the other guys at DTC playing the game. Um, I think that one of the highest skill levels uh, in tournaments is actually the Giant Fanatic. Well, you know, <laughs> those guys are doing the Giant Fanatic. And then there are the guys that uh, wins it on the Funhammer scores. Hey man, see, you've got, you got to be a good sport to win as well. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 uh, yeah. We should definitely play to our strengths, but uh, I don't think that if you play Widows and you can see, oh, there are two Widows guys, or Southern Oaks, I can't get in onto the team. No, not no, this. no, no. There's no secret it's going to be a big puzzle. And we, it won't be perfect, but we will do as much as we can to make that the player can play what they want and still get a good result. But as Steve and I always uh, talked about, it's going to be a huge puzzle. <laughs> and we are trying to <laughs> make yeah. that up uh, if we can. But we will do all it takes. But yeah, Fantastic. we are looking, looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a bit of a hard work. So, um, with regards to the tournament itself, um, and this year it's in Spain, Yeah. Um, what could a potential ETC player expect from this tournament in Spain? I actually think, uh, I think uh, it might, I should take this one, maybe. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, I've been to a couple, I've been to some well-organized and some less good <laughs> organized uh, places. I think we will have the best organized ETC. Uh, they have a golf resort, <laughs> a golf, resort. <laughs> a golf resort, where all the tournament is and like 400 apartments, and then the rest we have to live elsewhere. But you have everything there. They also have we've, uh, held it in a lot of countries that does not usually make that big big tournament. But in Spain, they actually do. And they probably have the largest, with Germany, uh, all around uh, tournament scene. Tournament scene, if you take all the tournaments, uh, all the different games. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, they, they actually brought like 15 people this year, just to walk around <laughs> uh, and be a part of it. Yeah, I heard about to. some of these people. Yeah. <laughs> And some of them are very cool, and uh, but I think they will be very good. Um, so what you can expect is that you actually go, and that's I'm very glad that uh, Dennis and Stephen has chosen to say that it should be people who want to go to the, on vacation together, mm. because it is actually a vacation. Like is it, is a, it week? a week? Uh, yeah, depends on when you go, but I would recommend that you go like Monday. Sunday or Monday before, then use the first three, four days to party, to go to watch, probably go, to, one, the beach, go to the beach or whatever <laughs> you want to do, and then have fun, play some pick up games if you want to, and then uh, uh, go on playing. The playing itself is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even though it's only two games a day, you are completely killed after. <laughs> you, you, you're just dead after each day because you have to do matchups you have to all be around at matchups you're in a hall with like 2,000 people uh, all yeah. talk, talking maybe a bit hot in there right? <laughs> maybe a bit so, drunk in there maybe a bit drunk in there <laughs> actually we don't do that when we play okay so, so but and then you do that twice and then you go out with the team and eat and then you're home at like 11 or something 
so either a good time so you can actually get some of the experience so with all the other teams. Um, the Danish team uh, normally talks very well with the, the United States. Hi, Chris. <laughs> my young Padawan. He started as a backup on my uh, warm-up team and he ended up a coach for the ECC team nice. in, uh, in the US. And the uh, British guys always fun to party with. The Germans and the, and the Norwegians also very fun to party with. <laughs> Not so, British though. Ah, sweet, sweet. They never go. <laughs> Not good enough. <laughs> no. um, so, see it as a party, kind of like, oh, I, I left my wife or girlfriend at home, I get out with the boys. Uh, and it's, then it should be guys you actually want to spend time yeah. with. And, and I think the, the let's call it the recruitment process, is also a way of seeing for yourself if you want to spend some time with these guys. I mean, some people will probably not know the, yeah. all the ETC circle. Definitely. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know a few of you guys yeah. now because I've been podcasting and going to more tournaments re yeah. recently. So I know a lot of you, but I think for someone who doesn't know any of you, it's like this is an experience to kind of the like the lead up to being on the team is also a way of getting to know the guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we will have like six months in picking up from Copenhagen. Definitely, we can meet up. Yeah, the, you know the Danish scene that uh, yeah. we probably don't have a tournament where we don't go drinking yeah. <laughs> on yeah. either Friday or Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't remember the yeah. the the number of tournaments where we've been so drunk at the first game Saturday or Sunday that uh, nobody knew what happened. <laughs> Some of us starts early. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, one final question about the ETC experience: what to expect? How, how much is it actually going to cost someone to go to Spain and for the hotel? And I mean, are you, you guys probably don't know exactly how much, but obviously there is a financial kind of implication here. And I would yeah. say somewhere between five and ten thousand Danish pounds. Yeah, would probably be my guess. Uh, maybe uh, depending on the prices. Yeah, of flights and hotels. You don't want to go down there and not be the guy that can buy a beer. Or, uh, no. And you should remember that you go out to restaurants every week. <laughs> every day, yeah. There's probably not going to be much time for cooking. And no. <laughs> <laughs> but normally, it's uh, pretty cheap to be there. Yeah, so Spain is not the most expensive country. I'm glad they're never going to host an ETC in Denmark. Yeah, it sure. <laughs> would bankrupt the United community. Yeah. There will be no models bought for the next oh, two yeah. years. You have to trade mouth for food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's also a part of being the, the trainer assistant uh, and the trainer. It's about we want to make find the cheapest hotel and cheapest flight we can get so for the players. So the, the players don't need to think about uh, finding a hotel and flight, we will make that for them so they can focus on the game. Yeah, so that, I guess that's one of the part of your role is to do with the admin stuff, right? Correct, correct. Fantastic. Okay, um, I think the final thing, unless you have yeah, any Yeah, I have a couple of things. Uh, I would like to try and put up a couple of stories from... Uh, yeah, please do. From, from oh, the give give, give the, us name and shame. <laughs> name and shame. Uh, the first time I went to the ETC, I actually went to the side of it. We drove down to Münster, Germany, big ice hockey hall, and uh, played in the side of it. The first evening down there, we got so drunk, we got to the Norwegian guys. 
that uh, what actually happened was one of them just uh, went out for a smoke outside the door. He couldn't find back and he walked around Munster all night. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got up playing. The same year, the Swedish 40k team won. I think this is the only time they won. <laughs> the last time, last two last games on Sunday, in the morning, one guy had to, the, the guy who helped the tournament, had to shout out over the microphone. Anyone wants to play standing? One of the Swedish <laughs> guys got taken by the police <laughs> and, went, oh and was sleeping. Uh, he got so drunk he got arrested. Yeah, I think Danish stories. I think uh, a couple of. Uh, I think I didn't go there when we were in Switzerland. Uh, the guy who actually, uh, we're very glad that someone will do that minister of work. Last was uh, there were two cities. Called the same. One where it was held, <laughs> and the other one, and the only team that chose the other one was the Danish team. <laughs> How far away were the two cities? Uh, it was like two hours trip. Okay. <laughs> so what happened? Whoops. I've heard the, uh, the stories is that what happened was after the first day, and at that point went drinking during the games and things like that. They found different places in the city to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like hillbillies. <laughs> oh dear. And the third story I think you should get was um, when we went to Serbia. Have you ever been to Serbia? Never. No, I would really like to no, go there. Not at all. It's, it's like not, the, not very beautiful. Not a war. Not the Okay, it's cheap, not that good food or anything, but the weather is like, it could be good or bad. But somehow, the girls are just <laughs> crazy. I don't know what happened earlier, or if, if you're an ugly girl, you don't allow to go outside. <laughs> but all the girls are crazy down there. What happened one day was, was that we, we were like, I think we were 40 guys from different countries. Saying, okay, and we're walk, walking somewhere and we ask, could, could you lead us to, to some girls? <laughs> and, when, and then we all went down to a strip club together. <laughs> pretty bad for those two, two strippers, right? At some point, we decided, okay, we want to find some real girls, not just strippers. So we went up, could you drive us to some girls? Then we went to the other strip club. <laughs> oh dear. After being on that strip club, we went out of Kensington. We won <laughs> And what ended up happening was we threw from one strip club to the other. Again. <laughs> because that's what goes is. But the whole feeling of you've tried it uh, at the last days tournaments when you walk like yeah. 25 guys. Here you are like 50, or 50 60 guys. And you have those uh, crazy big British guys or Talking to you, Woody. His <laughs> life, but uh, those crazy British guys—they're they like us, and then thirty percent more yeah, of crazy shit. <laughs> but the whole whole idea of everybody going out, maybe start with lunch, and then we meet somewhere, and then we just do whatever we want. Yeah. So it's a very social um, social weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, the Danish team. Uh, I, I actually have a question. Serbia was that last year? No. Greece was last year. Greece, Greece was, was, last year. Greece was okay. this year. Uh, Serbia 
Uh, last year was Poland, and then the two years before was Nosa. They had a double. Um, okay, I, I just had an idea about Serbia last year because that would make sense with that tuna fish uh, slot build. He was throwing his models at the street <laughs> or something <laughs> to replace them. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole idea is that what I've experienced times I've been there is that you're allowed to, and that's why I recommend that you go like Saturday because that's when. A lot of people arrive, and yeah. then you're allowed to do whatever you want. If you just have to be ready at like Thursday afternoon or yeah. something, so because then you start to drinking. prepare, <laughs> but yeah. party all you want or watch crazy shit or whatever you want to do. So something that you touched on before you uh, gave us the, the stories about the Danish <laughs> UTC team on tour. Um, you said that uh, there's a singles event attached to the the main team yeah. tournament. So, for example, I think some a really really interesting point would be that if you're on the Danish ETC team, at least in the let's let's call it the backup team, um, you would have a chance to go to the ETC as a backup. And if you're not playing in the team tournament, you can always play in the singles event. You can play in the single singles event, and we have we have another very great opportunity is that. A lot of times, and I know that the community is growing a lot, you'll have maybe dropouts from some other teams. So you can actually play mercenary for, for Team Belgium or Don't Team Belgium. Don't worry about Team Belgium. No. Team. We, we be Team Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> well, Team Argentina or Team New Zealand. I, I don't know if they miss one guy. Or they, the rule is that you have to have four guys from a country to put up the team. But the four other guys could actually be Danes. So if you put up your name here and say you're interested, we'll be sure to, or I will at least, make sure to actually ask uh, James if I can join his team Mexico <laughs> for this year. It would be funny myself. Uh, but that's another way. And I know that we'll have like, this year we didn't have a guy doing it, but I think a lot of the guys actually uh, that went last year have been to see before, but start playing mercenary for other teams. Okay. So they actually know it. So that's another opportunity. Yeah. So there's actually a really good chance of, let's say potentially that you want to, you're thinking about uh, showing some interest in the ETC team for playing for Denmark. Um, you could come and join in the training and let, and maybe you don't get chosen, but you can still make that commitment to go to Spain and play in the ETC. Like you can always play in the singles event, and there's and then there's Still a chance that you might get chosen um, on the off chance for another team. Or the uh, if we are what do you call it unequal teams, there'll be a UN team, a okay. team, so you can also at least they will at least choose one from Denmark. Yeah. If we are down there, I'm pretty sure, maybe two. So yeah. So you time. can always go and uh, have a have a weekend of games and enjoy the whole social side of things. Yeah. So uh, lastly, um, if someone wants to be on the ETC team. How do they do that? How do they get in touch with you? How do they sign up? How do they arrange it? Uh, the first thing is about uh, to get to the restricted, can we call it restricted area? Yeah. Of restricted it? area. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you see the closed zone. The yeah. secret zone of the uh, DC. Uh, get access. I think it's Elwin uh, have to talk with? Yeah, I think you just have to write in a in thread in there. Yeah, it's not. And I think we will get Henry to. Uh, Put a link. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll we put just a link. have to write your name so we know you're not Swedish. 
or German or something. The yeah. Spy. Or whatever you are. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's those restrictions anymore. I think there was some restrictions some years ago where you had to make a certain amount of posters and stuff like that. You have to write your full name and all that. I think that's gone now. Mm. I mean, there's just after that when you have to get access to the forum. Um, then um, write your name in. If you want to, you can also, it will, you will like people to talk about themselves, uh, how they are as a person, what armies they like to play. They can also write to me, no problem, or maybe Stephen, but personally you can write to me. And really, uh, just do it. Please sign up. The more, you, the, more the better. Uh, we really want to see more people. It shows the commitment to uh, the Danish tournament scene. It shows how much you want to be on uh, DTC and support this team. And, and I think it's a very good way to actually get into the scene, be a part of this. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us have been like on it for ten years, five or ten years, and and we <laughs> and we really love to meet at these tournaments. Not not why am I fine, but also to meet all the other guys because we can have fun. Maybe visit uh, some other guys uh, around. Well, I have uh, my best friend who lives in Jutland. We actually learned each other, so uh, we yeah we started playing a month ago, uh, and now we do a lot of lot of, lot of other things together. But the idea of oh you live in Jutland, <laughs> might not see that often. Oh, there's giant planet, come over here, or he can say oh we have a tournament in Jutland, come over here. Yeah, and it's easier. So it brings, brings the community people. together, right? Yeah, and then when you go to giant planet, then there's like thirty people who <laughs> have to get parks. <laughs> it's actually really nice. Yeah, uh, I've been playing yeah. in the tournament scene yeah. for, for a while, but I know a lot of places and stuff. Yeah. And also, people have to uh, um, to know that uh, it's not a boot camp, as we have said. It's not a boot camp at all. It's it's we are some couple guys who go into a different country to have a party, to have a good time. Uh, of course, show them what we what we can do uh, at the tournament scene and kick some ass. But the important thing is, we also have to have fun. If you don't have fun. Then there's no actual sense in going to a country with people you don't like or something like that. <laughs> so the important thing is, you want to do it. Have, take a it seems like a vacation. Yeah, I did it actually last year. My vacation uh, was actually the UTC. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the rest of the time I was home in Bonshot. I live around the corner. Uh, but just to say, okay, I knew it like seven months in advance. Okay, that will be my uh, holidays, hmm. going to Greece. Not the worst place to go. No. <laughs> and where, whereabouts in Spain is the tournament this year? Uh, Salamanca. Yeah. That uh, sounds like a party place. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like a. Sounds, sounds like a lot, a lot of naked chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>